Supermarket. Hello, and welcome to the Salad Cast on Sunday, 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 the 3rd of October, 2021. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Not ill again yet. <laughs> oh, and Robert Kemp. It's a bit ominous, isn't it? Well, basically, the plague child has visited our house again. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it got dad, but it hasn't got me yet. So The vector. How did you... How did you- Wait, so your, your dad has had it twice? Well, it's a different one. <laughs> a different plague. Plague 2. Yeah. <laughs> plague 2, the plaguing. So that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I might not get this one, though, because it's a... It's a <laughs> let's describe it as a more digestive disease oh, no. <laughs> than a flu than, kind of one. respiratory. Oh, no. I mean, so uh, that one should be possible to avoid. I mean... Did he eat part of the child? Is that... <laughs> is this, I mean, do you, are there many, like, I don't know, digestive problems that you could just catch, like, like that? Like, by being next to someone with something? Well, it is a child bugs. we're talking about. <laughs> There's a lot of gunk just flying everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> they produce a lot, <laughs> and it does tend to spread itself around. Maybe you like it or not. So where is this rugrat pack picking up all these diseases? Well, I assume that they they must be now <laughs> interacting with other children on a more regular regular basis. Mm. Mm. And then, of course, that's just how disease transmission happens by children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if schools and COVID or anything to go by. Yeah, that's why they're jabbing up all the teenagers, aren't they? Are they doing that now? Or? Jabbing them up. Or not. Jabbing I mean, up. Doesn't that does that actually stop the spread? Or does it just stop people from, from feeling so the teenagers from feeling so bad? Like is it actually I think I it about, does do something. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it does more than nothing. I guess it kills it quicker if it's in you. Well I think they I think the last thing that I saw, not that I've been paying attention, is like the time during which you're actually likely to transmit it goes down from like the whole two weeks to like four days. Okay. So something. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, that was, that was what I was getting curious conflicting about. Like, information on this. It's because no one's paying attention if you have, longer. That's the, if you have like, <laughs> if you're double vaccinated, you know, uh, in, you know, and it's still working right, then you have like 90% protection against infection. I read somewhere, which was is way better than I thought. I thought it was just like yeah, that sounds, that sounds too high. Yeah, yeah. I th- in fairness, I thought it was in the high tens. Yeah, like you know, like sure. eighty or something. But um, mm. but yeah, presumably if you get it, like there's still a contagion window because it's still like you've got it yeah. and your body still has to fight it off a little, even if it doesn't yeah. get rooted. I suppose, presumably. But who knows? Oh, well. Everyone's given up paying attention and they're just hoping it's going to be all right, which, judging by the graphs, is maybe <laughs> yep. not 100% going to happen. Let's hope we don't yeah. have to shut down by Christmas again. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I mean, well, we work, Christmas is in trouble just because they can't bloody deliver anything, <laughs> <laughs> like petrol or, or like and food or anything that you actually need. Or electricity, apparently, at this point. Or electricity, yeah. <laughs> Wait, that comes in trucks now? <laughs> no. 
Well, what's going on with electricity? The Russians can't be bothered to pump us any gas, right? <laughs> They're like, so do you. We need this. We... <laughs> Fair enough for being reliant on Russian gas. But surely if the prices of gas are so high, the Russians want to get rid of it. It's Cause... not quite how supply demand works. <laughs> if there's not enough supply, it doesn't matter how much demand there is. Oh, well, yeah, but they okay. could okay. supply us more and well, make more sure. money. But they're being like, no, they're, apparently it's... It's like, well, you need to you know, create the, create extra artificial demand to bump the price even higher. That's the trick. That's capitalism. <laughs> and also, they've got like they've got one pipeline to Germany, and they've got a second pipeline like already built, and they need to like leverage on the Germans to actually open it, Nord Stream two or whatever. So they're hmm. they're like even though they could make money by selling them more gas through the first pipeline, they're like, no, we're not going to do that until you let us open the second Yeah, we pipeline. want you to open the, the other thing that we've spent ages building. <laughs> yeah. Like, why not? It's ready to go, guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then we can have even more political leverage over mm. <laughs> the entirety of Europe by controlling their entire energy supply. Yay, Russia. What we need <laughs> is some wind. Get the wind going. <laughs> and then, and then I mean, it's been, a, it's been a pretty windy week. I don't know. Like, yeah, I've, had, I've had to rescue things in the garden. <laughs> that'll help. Because apparently it wasn't windy for a while. Uh, and uh, that was a problem. So hopefully we'll get our wind back. Did they not go to Manchester's Curry Mile? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's a wind farm nearby there. That would probably be an effective I mean, method of generation there's probably some thermodynamics at work there as well <laughs> yeah it's a hot wind <laughs> mm. so have you got petrol in your tanks actually yes wow we've, we've got pretty much a full tank in the uh in the beamer we lucked out on that one mm. and uh or i should say we lucked out once and for another, another moment, Gnome has a uh, intricate supply network of bus drivers <laughs> with the school that, the, uh, <laughs> school bus drivers. Yeah, who, who, who are in the know. <laughs> they got a black market in diesel. Surely it'd be deep. Would they? What would they know about the petrol? I don't know. Well, I guess they have to fill up a bus somewhere, so they know. Yeah, I suppose it's all the same. Because that's the thing. There's plenty of fuel, right? They just can't deliver it. That's the issue at the moment. Well. Wasn't there some scaremongering happening like a day or two ago where they were like saying, oh, actually, no, we are kind of running out. I mean, this whole thing is scaremongering. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, yeah, I knew that was how it started, but I thought even the... Mm. Well, unless it's the fuel companies just getting in on the act going, oh, you know what? This is actually not bad, is it? They're like, if we just carry <laughs> this on. Yeah. What, by charging artificially more for yeah. the stuff that they have plenty of? <laughs> 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 we, can, we can also sell more more oil and stuff to the plastic industry because they're going to have to make more cones to stop people from going into petrol stations. <laughs> Not sure that's <laughs> going to be much of a market. <laughs> they must have seen this one coming, though. It's like... Surely it is uh, not to get political, but it's definitely Brexit, isn't it? They knew they were going to have less lorry drivers, less people, and also for Christmas turkeys, they'll have less people to, like... You know, kill turkeys and things would, like that. There would just be have less people. It's not in any company's best interests to do much in the way of importing to or you know exporting to us. So they do less of it. Yeah, it's, but we we don't have labour right here where we need it, like for for that sort of thing. That too. <laughs> it's funny because you, you've been seeing those like okay, yeah, whether we get, we're getting into this now, but we saw that. Um, yeah, um, not too too much. Yeah, no, I saw, I, I saw that thing going around where it's like. Um, Pretty much anyone in the country who has an HGV license has been sent a letter saying, please come back. 
please we need you and yeah. it's like because I, I know quite a like, few hauliers like uh and like through a few friends friends old friends then end up being and end up turning up on my facebook so then they all pretty much all of them were like ha no you need to sort oh, out i'm the, not going back you need to sort back out the haulage that. companies for anyone to come back and it's like they got out for a reason not what are they doing now out of interest that sort of anecdotally people you sort of know through Facebook when they got out of doing that? Well, I don't know what doing? most of them are. I don't know what most of them are doing, but one, one of them, shout out, is, uh, you know who you are if you listen, which you don't, which is fine, um, is uh, retrained as a, as a, a, be a legal person. Like going, oh, going, going, going for soliciting. <laughs> no related topic at all. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. Re- totally retrained, not on his own. Excellent. Well, good for him. Or her, him, presuming. I said it I, I, on his own, so him. yeah, I gave it away. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, I don't know what the not terms like... of like legal positioning is. Is it paralegal first or something? And then... I yeah, don't know. I, I, I don't know that stuff. Many layers. <laughs> But I don't think that's why we haven't got any PS5s, is it? No, I think no, there isn't enough supply of that. It's not delivery. <laughs> no, that's that's. Oh, I I've watched several of videos about the whole chip shortage thing, and I can never really remember the detail. It's like, mm. like the only thing that popped into my head when you said that was China. <laughs> China. Well, it's Taiwan, isn't it, where they make the chips? Well, yeah, I yeah, that sort of area, isn't it? Like, but yeah. I think it's because every company under the sun has outsourced now yeah well it's very so the same group of companies and that yeah, same group of companies many. are now struggling <laughs> and it's yeah the chip foundries yeah that one in taiwan is the only one that can do the super uh, low nanometer process or whatever mm. just, there's, there's like one factory in the whole yeah, world even, that can do it even intel outsourced didn't they and the, although they yeah. intel are one of the few companies that have actually said oh right we might have messed up and uh uh, have got plans to actually start building stuff in Arizona, I think. Oh, um, that's cool. So they'll bring it back to the US. No, not in, in not completely. And also that's years away. That's the thing. It takes such a massive investment over so many years to get up to speed with one of these chip foundries. Um yeah. And and like the more high tech it gets, like cuz the smaller the nanometer process yeah. or whatever the more the more upfront investment there is to even get it just running yeah because not yeah. not to get ahead of the news too much like we were i wasn't going to mention this anyway to be fair but you know xbox has come out and said yeah don't expect the series x situation to improve like it's right we, we have yeah. absolutely no idea when it's going to get better like series x's are still going to be hard to find in 2022 see i think it's a similar thing with the uh, these batteries for electric cars uh, not quite as high tech as the chips. But no, but it could, we could still. run into the same problem there, right? Because everyone wants to yeah. buy them from Tesla. <laughs> so this is exactly this is what this is why Elon Musk is the richest man on the planet. It's nothing to do with SpaceX or anything, and and it's not because Teslas are the best cars in the world. Although I'm sure they're fine. They're pretty uh, good. It's because it, yeah, it's because he he's invested in this battery manufacturer stuff, and he you know these gigafactory things, mm. and they're just going to be ahead ahead of everyone else and when all the other manufacturers are making electric cars they'll be they'll be buying them off him and and panasonic or whoever else he's partnered with other conspiracy theories about the fuel shortage is like you know the government's going to struggle to hit that like all electric cars by that whatever date they said 
like 2030 or something they set themselves like the target to be like oh yeah we don't want any like fuel cars by then and it's not like, very long is it no it really isn't it's it, it was some like it was some i can't remember right. i don't know if it was 2030 or what but it was some year where i looked at it and think that's not that far away really no and it's um um so you know conspiracy theory this is all all a play to make everyone think oh if only i had an electric car then i wouldn't be in this situation uh. yeah except that the russians aren't giving us enough gas to make electricity so we <laughs> yeah. can charge up that's, our electric cars exactly that's, that's the other problem <laughs> if everyone did switch it's like nothing would be ready <laughs> like we'd, we'd be boned in a different way yeah need to get that size well see up and running I guess they're doing right. Yeah, yeah. that was of... a big deal in Suffolk when they built Sizewell B back in the mm. whenever it was eighties. So, I imagine there'd be a lot of jobs and oh yeah, and things building that thing. I hope they don't. Uh, well, it depends where they build it. It's like because like, next to the other ones. Yeah, next I guess because yeah. there's like um. Oh, they'll, they'll probably ruin the park run course that's right there. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> probably yeah. Outright. I went to see that uh, Shang-Chi. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Just, <laughs> that, that seemed like a, a full stop. I'm just going to hijack. No, no, no. I'm, I'm curious because I, I haven't seen it and uh, I it, can't decide whether I can be bothered to go to the cinema or whether to just wait. It is good. I will say that. It's, uh, oh, that's good. It's, um, I'm not sure it's as revolutionary as everyone seems to like like, I don't know. I, don't know. I got I got that feeling from the that the internet there was just like, oh, this is amazing. This is like really, like oh. yeah. I kind of got this that vibe. Like everyone seemed to be like sort of swooning over it, and it's like, okay, there's probably an argument for the whole representation in cinema thing. I'm not I'm not going to downplay that, um, but I wouldn't say it's a particularly uh, overly inventive story. It's just a well made. A well-made superhero origin story, which yeah, you know I'm a bit of a sucker for, like and it's um, a mid-tier Marvel with some good, good aspects. Good yeah, plans. I'd say it's yeah mid to high. It's it's decent. It's it's good fun. Mm-hmm. It's got some good jokes. It's some good effects. You know, the main reason I um, wanted to see it is because Aquafina's in it, and I think she's really funny. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, she's good. Um, I'm I'm a bit of a sap for that whole styling anyway. Um. Mm. The, you know, the, the, the oriental flair and there's a little bit of the old um classic kung fu film feel kind of thrown in from yeah. all the way from the choreography to the uh to the wire work in places it's like it's got that it's got that feel and uh which is which is which is cool yeah it's decent it's worth it i but, watched uh, crouching tiger the other day on netflix yeah Still like that movie it's a good yeah one. it's decent yeah it's not. It's not as. Prof- it's not like deep and profound no. or anything. But it's it's really well made and 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 cool. Uh, about, what I hadn't realised before is that, um, uh, and of course you wouldn't know as a Western audience, but it, it was made for Western audience audiences, even mm. though it's quite authentic. And apparently, if you're uh, Chinese, it's a serious problem that the actors in it have really different accents. Oh, like, right. you wouldn't know huh. but like one of them is like um what well, who's the 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 main the, uh, the the guy is from hong kong so he has a totally different accent from he obviously he speaks uh 
not Mandarin natively, but uh, you're talking about uh, is it Chow Yun Cantonese? Fat? Yeah, Chow Yun Fat. He's from Hong Kong cinema, so he speaks Cantonese like Ho or whatever. So he's got a to- totally weird accent in Mandarin. And then um, Michelle Yeoh is not from China at all. She's from like Malaysia or something. Uh, uh, and so she's not a native Mandarin speaker, right? And then, and then, and then, one of them, the the the, the baddie Jade Fox, I think she's from like Taiwan. So the actress. So mm. the only one who has like a correct accent is the the main girl, uh, <laughs> right? The young, the young girl who mm. actually has a Mandarin Han Chinese like accent. So apparently, it's really weird if you're Chinese watching it because they have totally weird accents. Yeah, because it's like none of, none of these people would be here. <laughs> yeah. Because Michelle Yeoh can't speak Mandarin, so she was literally learned her lines phonetically, oh, wow. which is okay. really weird. Huh. Yeah, but yeah, you wouldn't even notice. Well, I certainly didn't notice. No, but yeah, that's quite strange. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 funny to say that. Like, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's weird from our perspective because everyone says, "What is?" When you say say to someone, "What is the English accent?" and it's like, "Well, I don't know. Where, like, what part of England are you talking about?" Yeah, it's, um, yeah exactly. So, yeah. I get a bit annoyed when people say there isn't an English accent, and it's like, well, there is. There's just several. Of course there and is. It's, um, yeah. um, again, not to get ahead of ourselves, but Zach and I were playing Halo Reach last weekend, and um, oh yeah, there's that bit where um, George talks to the um, a survivor, and it's in in Hungarian, and they're they're having a little conversation about accents, and it's like, I don't know, these these both these <laughs> both these accents sound Hungarian to me. <laughs> it's just right. There's no such thing as a neutral accent in any language. No, I don't think clearly it, not. It's, it's not possible. Yeah. The nuance is just lost to outside. I mean, I bet nowadays you could probably just like take a huge pile of speech samples and generate like an average accent. Man, you probably could. Yeah. <laughs> what, what would English average be? It would be cool to generate <laughs> accents that, but that's for distinctive Midlands, isn't it? It's not average, is, is it? Yeah, that's, that's average positionally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's in the middle of the country. Yeah, I mean, if you took that for America, like most most Americans live, I say most, but on the coasts, right, rather than in the center. If more... the accent in the center would not be a typical American accent, no, necessarily, like Oklahoma or something. <laughs> um. Yeah, but could you use an AI to create a, a, a regional accent for a region that doesn't exist? Or by Man, combining... That'd be so good. I mean, cool. if you t- English would be such a weird one, though, right? It's, it's, well, especially weird, because like, what if you like interviewed people with that had like foreign accents speaking English as well and then mushed all those together? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like get French people who speak English with a little bit of accent to throw it in, and then, then you know, like, and then, then the Indians and the, the Japanese, and then throw, throw them all in. I want to know what total English average is, but obviously you yeah. weight it, you weight it. So like, there's there perhaps fewer of those speakers in this in this More country. native speakers, yeah, maybe. Mm. That would be great. I'd, I want to hear that. I'm sure it would be very weird. There's this series of videos on YouTube. I think it's like Wired magazine, but like there's this one guy who comes on who's like a language, uh, like an accents expert, and he's a vocal coach for Hollywood, or whatever. So mm-hmm. he teaches actors how to do it. 
but he's just very good looking and charismatic and he's done like a whole series of videos for them and he's basically holed up their entire channel <laughs> as far as i can tell this one guy who talks about accents but they're really entertaining but it's like why doesn't he get his own channel he could probably make loads of money out of youtube because mm. he's ama- he's pretty good he probably makes loads of money already oh probably that's true <laughs> youtube money probably is a drop in the ocean to... yeah that's probably probably true but yeah uh, so look up that guy. Just I suppose you just have to search for like wired accents or wired, <laughs> wired accent coach guy. or something. But the one guy, this one guy, and he's made all these videos. Uh, but yeah, I check that one out because that's kind of cool hmm. and, and kind of interesting. It, it's very hard. I find it hard to follow because he's like it, he explains a concept of how it, the difference is, and then he he actually speaks the different ways. But it's. it's very subtle sometimes for me like i would have to like concentrate really hard to understand the differences of what right, i'm saying yeah. quite a lot yeah because it's when you put all those things together that you get an accent rather than yeah one yeah, yeah sure feature it's not yeah. just a single letter i guess it's not like a single o. <laughs> yeah. it's like it's all it's, it's tiny tiny little things i was a bit of was wondering if like the the future language or the future language variant in cloud atlas was technically weirdly accented or mm something like that and like whether that was actually yeah they, they tried to i come guess up you with could something. get that guy not only to teach you how to do put you know do, do good versions of real accents but also to like speculate on what a yeah, future try, accent might be try, <laughs> try and blend stuff together yeah that's a true true maybe not so much <laughs> some of the language aspects of, <laughs> of cloud Atlas. yeah that's more di- dialect <laughs> yeah well, that's inspired presumably by like uh, 1984, right? Where it's got the the new speak, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, double plus good and all of that. When they try and simply, <laughs> you know, because it's a dictatorship and they d- deliberately try and simplify the language people use so they can't express themselves as well mm. and they can't they can't resist. Good plus plus, very very good. Right, that's the, the uh, Shang-Chi. That's the uh, film section out of the way, I suppose. Shang-Chi. What's, how do you pronounce the name of the actress in, uh, the lead actress in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? Oh, I have no idea. Because I think if I tried to pronounce it, it probably would sound like Shang-Chi. <laughs> right. Is it, is it's it, Shang... I haven't got it in front of me, but is it like a, like a Z-I sort of spelling? Sorry, an X-I sort of spelling, well, in the Romanized version, it's the first le- the first name is Z H A N G, Zhang. Zhang, yeah. And then the second name is Z I Y I. G. Zhang Zhi. Zhang Zhi. There's no way we're getting that right. <laughs> there's no way. No, <laughs> no, definitely wrong. Sorry. <laughs> well, making an attempt. Yeah. Another another weird things like like Asian stuff. I guess I'm watching. I um started <laughs> watching uh, Alice in Borderland on Netflix, which is um I think I did I, did I talk about Gantz and Ganso uh, like earlier in the year when I watched that film. Um. Anyway, it, mm. it's it's one of those shows where it's like oh. You're, you're these these ki- these teenagers get stuck in a video game, but like sort of. But this video game world ha- has like deadly consequences. <laughs> so you have to you have to play the games in order to 
keep your visa running and if your visa runs out then you get laser shot from the sky um uh, and okay. but but you know the, the the games themselves uh involve a lot of death and it's um it's, it's one of those this, but it's quite well made face aren't they at the moment the squid, squid game thing. yeah squid which is game. korean and is a similar yeah. similar principle but like without the sort of alternate world alternate tokyo thing i guess that's one of the coolest things about alice in borderland is like they've had to do the 28 days later thing and somehow mm. take Tokyo and make it empty. Oh, right. And it's like there are some shots there where it's just like, how did, man, that must have been expensive to arrange. <laughs> right. Like, because they, 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 oh, use... the opening time they do that is in Shibuya, right? It's at the, it's at the scramble. And they just like have that completely empty. And it's just, it's like, wow, okay, that's, that's, that's a thing. And there's, there's plenty of large panning shots where there is nobody about. And it's like, they either CG'd the hell out of this or, mm. um, uh, or managed to do a, a hell of a lot of organization to make sure nobody was here. I would have thought CGing yeah. an empty space would be pretty easy nowadays. Yeah. Like I, you just use, you use a, like a laser scan because it can just filter out all the moving components. And I only guess. see what was is continuously stationary. But then we've seen what was what happened to the um uh the satellite imagery in Flight Simulator, right? Where you have these weird neon gaps in the floor where cars were <laughs> that they tried to paint out. Yeah, but that's that's oh, because right. it's painting over an image. It's not mm, it's not got distance data or whatever. Yeah, I guess it might be a little easier if you've got like multiple frames to work with and you can just sort of well, yeah. Photoshop I mean, that, that is the, the traditional way to like remove things from a video footage. Is yeah. As long as you've got a frame where that bit of the background isn't obscured, then you can just paste it back in. Hmm. Yeah, rebuild it somehow. It's probably quite tricky. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's probably. Well, I mean, techniques. it might not be, though. That's the thing. At this point, it might be pretty much just an automated process where yeah. you just feed it a video and it just takes all the frames and reconstructs the whole background. I mean, it's a little bit like. Um, you, you know, everyone uses Mandalorian, obviously, the example right now, but it's like some of those backgrounds weren't like being rendered. They were like a photogrammetry thing where they just do basic polygons and then slap a photo on them right and then they can yeah, move sure. and they can move them around and they look pretty pretty real and it's like yeah you could probably do a lot of the shots that way if you had a you had enough frames you could stitch together onto a low poly map um you could probably make the effect good enough but there's i don't know tokyo's geometry is pretty complex in places like if you're looking down like through like those stacked road networks in spaces and they had all the they had nothing moving yeah. on those and spots and it's like okay you're gonna need a relatively decent 3d model to yeah. keep track of this if you're doing it using that technique yeah um, i mean it depends whether you need the camera to move as well i guess mm. if it's a pretty stationary shot oh, if it's a easier. stationary shot yeah that's way easier <laughs> but no all of these were 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 moving in some way Still impressive. Yeah, it's it's neat. As I say, show itself is quite back in a day, cliche, like, but twenty eight days later, and like I think Vanilla Sky didn't they do the you know what's it called Times Square by filming it super early in the morning, right? And yeah, they were Hollywood production, so they actually blocked off Times Square so that Tom Cruise could <laughs> run into it on his own. Yeah, uh, at, at like five in the morning on a summer when it was bright. Yeah. It's probably easier, probably. like yeah. picking awkward times, right? But yeah, still. Anyway, shout out to cool, that. Though. And also, while we're on the subject of Netflixy stuff, you know, we've talked about it, but we haven't talked about it on air. That Cowboy Bebop intro, <laughs> yeah, hot damn. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's cool that they've hewn so closely to the original. 
Um, it's just hard to see, you know, does that mean that the show itself will be that that, that close? close? Yeah. Or, I, or, or I, I think it's going to be like a half and half job, right? They're going to, they're going to, yeah. there'll probably be episodes that are almost one for one, but there will probably mm. be other bits where it's like, okay, we're bending it a little. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Either to modernize it in some way, maybe because I don't know if there's much in Cowboy Bebop that's necessarily like awkward in terms of time. Because when is it? 1999. It's, it wouldn't be too bad, um, even for yeah. Japan, I suppose. <laughs> um, but yes, but the trick is that you can just excuse it by the setting. That's the, yeah. <laughs> the, it doesn't matter what our constant, what our current political climate on those kind of things is it's just like that's the setting yeah i mean sometimes sometimes it's still problematic to put out a piece of entertainment with themes like that but i mean and they're obviously downplaying certain elements like phase outfit isn't nearly as risque and it's it might not be uh, necessarily a, a limit of or oh, it might remaking be a contractual it. thing yeah. with the actress. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> might not be a limit of remaking it as much as a limit of the actual physical real world like, mechanics. Well, yeah. Cosplayers have made that suit, but like, <laughs> how, yeah, how how easy is it to stay on? <laughs> it's, it's a weird it's a weird outfit. There's a whole episode about a trans woman, right? Isn't there? Oh yeah. Who's in the army, who's in the army and stuff. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. quite ahead of its time, I think, for 1999. Very much so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there'll be a lot of smoking because it's noir yep. <laughs> which can't be avoided I mean honestly they're damn well better be. it's part of the style <laughs> yeah I don't know how that works with spaceships and everything but <laughs> doesn't seem safe but you know it's part of the style air filtration just got good man <laughs> yeah I guess so I love that they have the they have the budget to uh, you know operate a interplanetary spaceship but they can't afford like food. meat for their stir fry yeah. <laughs> yeah. any food ever yeah and they can't afford to fix the squeaky um you know fan that's ventilating the middle of their spaceship i mean, I mean clearly like it's just economies of scale at some point i guess like <laughs> yeah. ships and fuel became so readily available in the in the in the yeah, future thanks yeah. to you know infinite possibility of mining all the ships true. all the ships are just like a super one-time purchase where you like buy them and they don't you don't even refuel them ever they or just whatever. <laughs> oh yeah like maybe they don't have fuel they just some sort of power source that carries on well enough i seem to remember the individuals the fighters needed fueling like the red one, you know. Right, the, yeah. The Spikes fighter. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, they could change any of that as much as they wanted, really. Wouldn't really affect the... It's not that, or the story. not that essential, no. They don't really no. use them in that way. Well, so when is that due to come out? Pretty soon, I think. Oh, sweet. Like, okay. I mean, yeah. it could be a total disaster, but I'm still excited to see it. Oh, yeah. No, I'm going to watch the hell out of the whole thing. Like, regard yeah. regardless of whether, whether I think it's good or not, I'm still watching it. I have to. Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. It's just quite cool that we live in a world where that's actually possible. Yeah. <laughs> that there's a company that's going to remake that in live action. And and stay pretty damn true to it. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I, it's weird. I mean, that is the co- most controversial thing about this so far, is like just how close they, they appear to be sticking to it. And it's... I mean, it's great in some ways, but it's like, does it... But then, like we, you know, we've just come off watching the watch, I guess, which has the problem of being the opposite problem that it doesn't stay particularly close. 
but right. that was also fine. Like it was a reinterpretation yeah, yeah, yeah. and was was enjoyable for very different reasons. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like I wouldn't have wanted Battlestar Galactica to be a close remake. That would have been terrible. No. <laughs> Although perhaps they should have done Total Recall as a slightly closer remake when Colin Farrell got involved because that that second well they bit, didn't need to remake that at all. Did they? No, probably <laughs> Total not. Total Recall was fine as it was. <laughs> that, that second version is kind of <laughs> odd. I saw a, a a poll, I can't remember who it was, I think it was BAFTA or something on Twitter, being like, what film really needs a sequel? We all know films hmm, that well, probably didn't sequel need a sequel. Or a remake. Yeah. <laughs> other, other no, film, was... I mean, the, surely the list will be any film that ended on a cliffhanger ending. <laughs> yeah, any film that didn't get a sequel because they didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but are there any where it's, yeah, can you think of one of those? I, I guess like it's a cliffhanger ending of a film and it got, they never made the sequel just because uh, it wasn't popular enough or something. Or, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's obviously there's obviously dumb ones like like Inception two, right? Like where it's got the um. Yeah, but the, that's the not t- a cliffhanger you I, can no, spawn I, a whole movie from. <laughs> no, probably yeah. not really. But it's like, yeah, I could only really think of that one. I mean, Elita Battle Angel hasn't had its second part, and that's that, <laughs> right. that that's clearly set up as supposed to be like an ongoing story. Oh, okay. And and they they've not progressed that. That did well to be made at all, though. I suppose didn't it? Yeah, it, it, it's a perfectly enjoyable film. I quite yeah, yeah, I yeah. quite like it. Yeah, but it is a bit you know teen angsty. But that's kind yeah, of its right. that's kind of its thing. Yeah. Um, always, always a bit of teen angst in entertainment. I mean, they're making Attack the Block 2. That probably didn't need a sequel. Oh, but... oh yeah. <laughs> Poor old Joe Cornish. I don't think he knew what to do next. Maybe he'll make that'll be good because... I mean, the first one was good. Yeah, it was good, yeah. He just that hasn't really done much since then. But, no. Because um, um, it was going to be him and um, Edgar Wright going to make Ant-Man and then they got fired. Right, yeah. Or, he, or Edgar Wright got fired or something. Yeah. I'm not quite sure what happened there. <laughs> no. Are you interested in it? Because I wasn't that into Baby Driver myself. Uh, oh, I know. I mean, it's slightly problematic now because of Spacey, yeah, I suppose. Spacey, but and yeah, I did but... only watch that relatively recently. Um, right. Oh, okay. I mean, it's. I mean, I think it's a great film. Like, I I, I enjoy it a lot. But yeah, that you know, Spacey problem aside. Um, yeah. Um, but no, I really enjoyed that. Like, I'm right. If anything. The Edgar Wright film I've been least interested in is his new one. Right, Last where, Night in Soho, right? Yeah, where he's gone back to yeah. a sort of what looks like a fairly traditional horror vibe. Horror kind of thing. And yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, I mean, that's not really my my thing mm. normally. So it's like, mm. I don't know. It's, I kind of want to keep this Edgar Wright train going, but in the same breath, it's like, uh, this, this one's not not appealing. Yeah, hard to tell. I haven't seen any reviews or anything for it, so... Uh, but that's out soon, right? Or it might be out now. now. I mean, it would be impossible to make a Scott Pilgrim 2, probably. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I don't know about impossible, but it's like there's, there's no... The comic stopped, right? <laughs> they covered right, the entire... Okay. Co- they, there's they, no they, more story. They covered the entire comic in that film. And it's... Right, um, yeah. So it would probably be something very different.
I mean, I don't know. Matrix was pretty ended. Yeah. And now, four, and now quite... four's coming about. <laughs> oh, man. I, I really hope that that is at least fun to watch. Pirates of the Caribbean was pretty ended, and then they decided four was a good idea. Oh, that Two needed more. to end. Yeah. I haven't seen five, but four was appalling. <laughs> okay, it wasn't appalling, but it wasn't great. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm struggling. Leave them where they are. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll ponder okay. on that for the for the rest of the car. <laughs> See if we come up with anything. So, segueing from movies into games. Well, <laughs> should we talk about? Sort the, of. Can we, <laughs> should we do the Nintendo Direct, which which did have some movie news, I believe. <laughs> oh yeah, well, let's just skip straight to that. Might as well. Yeah, movie news. Illumination. Uh, are the studio behind the new? Mario movie. Which we did already know that. We did already know that. Yeah, we knew that a long time. We knew that. that was yeah, the first we knew thing that they forever. Yeah, that was the first thing they announced was that Illumination was was doing it, and in conjunction with um, Shigzy. Well, whatever that <laughs> yeah. means. Yeah. Well, I mean, what else is Shigzy doing these days? <laughs> well, I, I think he spent a lot of time working on that uh, Star Fox you know, Zero theme, <laughs> on that theme on that theme park world. Oh, it worked out really well. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. I mean that makes sense, right? Because if you, in a weird way, there's probably quite a lot in common between designing a theme park in terms of like yeah. getting the props and stuff right, as opposed mm. and then converting all that knowledge into film land. Just being like the he's probably just the style bible, right? I think so. Yeah. Which then makes the rest of the news a bit baffling in in many ways. <laughs> it's like. I mean, the obvious one that everyone's been absolutely going mental about is Chris Pratt as Mario, and it's he's like, so cool. I mean, <laughs> as they said in the direct, he's so cool. He's so um, cool. I mean, I have absolutely no problem with Chris Pratt as an actor. I think I do think he's good. Um, and yeah. I, I don't have a problem with him at all. But he's not known for his range of voice work, is he? Mm, I don't uh, think uh, he's known for that. Uh, no. Mario's an odd oh, I don't know. Like it's hard to imagine anyone other than Charles Martinet doing a Mario voice, right? Even if you go back to that early first cartoon where Mario was all a bit like this Brooklyn, the whole time. Brooklyn, yeah. Mario. <laughs> Brooklyn Mario. That's what you want. Mamma mia. <laughs> That's not, <laughs> not a good Mario. impression of that, but okay. <laughs> no, but <laughs> Hey, mamma mia, mamma Mario. I mean, he'll there have a different voice, won't he? Well, the thing is, like, they they specifically said he's going to be talking a lot, which is why, maybe the first thing that's going to be hella weird. Mm. Like, that, even having Mario say complete sentences is pretty rare. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, most of the time it's like, <clears throat> right, that's the sound effect that's in most of Paper Mario. <clears throat> yes, well, I mean, Paper Mario is a special case, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. The longest sentence that Mario's ever said is so long, gay Bowser. Well, thank you so much for to play my game. <laughs> for to play my game, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... For to play uh, my game. It seems obvious to me that... The, I don't know. I, Chris Pratt is fine, but it seems like it's Chris Pratt because he made a success of... Because the Lego movie was a success when sure. no one expected it to be. Right? Yeah, it's Chris Pratt uh, because... Because the Hollywood casting, basically, yeah, they just, they just yeah. went went and was like, "Who's big? Who's Get hot? them? Who's hot right now?" <laughs> well, that's what I'm wondering. Because, like, 
if 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 the Mario movie was Lord and Miller, <laughs> I'd be pretty excited, right? <laughs> like the Lego movie was. Mm. Uh, and what did they go on to do into the Spider Verse? And um, oh, was it the same team know? that did Spider Verse? I thought it was the the. It's I thought, the same directors. I thought, right? Oh, oh, same directors, right? Yeah, because I thought yeah. the I thought the Spider Verse animation team were the Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs team. No, that's um, the same. Yeah, Cloudy oh, okay. with a Chance. Yeah. They made they made Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and the Lego movie. And, uh, oh, yeah. I didn't realize that was all the same, the same crew. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, they're churning out hits. It, well, it, yeah, I mean, they, they it went a bit wonky because they were making a Star Wars move. They may, were making Solo, and they got fired, just like Edgar Wright got fired from it, and Ant Man, mm. and then it got taken over by, um, what's his name from Happy Days, <laughs> the Fonz. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not the fonts, the, the other guy, the gingerhead guy. Yeah, no, you mean um, yeah, Harry something, H, is it H something? Howard. Howard something? Howard, Ron Howard, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so Ron Howard finished off solo, and that was that was lame, which is a shame. It was all right. It was, it was all right. It was all right. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was an exciting... I mean, whoever did the Lego movie was like, it saw Cloud with the Chance of Meatballs, which is like... It's like a David Lynchian style kids movie. <laughs> like it's it's I quite love, out there. I love meatballs. Yeah, it's brilliant. I think that and, they, that and the they, second film are both fantastic. Yeah, and they took a real chance by giving them Lego, and that's what's needed here. But instead, you've got like the Minions people. <laughs> making yeah, but Mario. The, that's that's it was never going to happen like that because if you're making a Mario movie, it's going to be extremely generic. Yeah, and that's what the Minions but, team is. This is, this is my problem. It's, it's it's about. I mean. It's, uh, the mini, okay, the Minions team do have a little bit of like being out there with their comedy, a little bit. But it's, but you're right. It is a, it's sort of a safe bet. It's not as bad as if they gave like Disney the rights, right? Like, and they did a Wreck It Ralph on it. And it's like, I don't have a problem with Wreck It Ralph as a film, like, but it is, mm. it is a little safe, right? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think even Wreck It Ralph, that would be safe. I think Wreck It Ralph is probably not, is less safe than this Mario movie's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> probably well the first one the second well, one sure. the second one's not great um <laughs> so yeah so chris pratt as mario and then i actually don't what? know who the peach actor is like i don't know who Anya she Taylor is jo- oh she's she's really big because she was in the queen's gambit which was really successful but oh. she's the one in that it, she's the one in in last night in soho the horror the egg right horror right film, okay she's in everything at the moment huh. um just going um, with the picking the biggest names. Yeah, great. Yeah, Which I mean, is, she but she was great. I mean, she'll be good as Peach. <laughs> if if anyone could be good as Peach, she'll I mean, be fine. she'll be good. I don't know if Peach has really ever had, other than the Paper Mario version of Peach. She's not exactly been huge. She's not had a great characterization, I suppose. So it's say like that about the, every character, the Paper Mario version of those characters. Yeah, the Paper <laughs> Mario version is the, is the characterization, right? Like I hope we get extremely talkative Luigi. <laughs> well, it's freaking Charlie Day. <laughs> so Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, mean... <laughs> I think yeah, that one that one's at least decent. Like uh, and I, I have I have faith in 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 that one. That's hilarious. Um, and then likewise, just... likewise, I have faith in in Jack Black as Bowser. I think that's that's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, it's just the way it built up the announcements and the order that they were announced. It just got more and more hilarious. I mean, I mean yeah, Chris, <laughs> you start with Chris, start with Chris Pratt and your eyebrow raises. Well, the yeah. thing is, and like, then, Chris then you Pratt... talk about Peach and you're like, yeah, all right. Yeah, fine, and, fine. And, and then and, Charlie Day. And then they're like, oh, 
And then Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. I mean, that's Ben Jack yeah. Black as Browser. And then the ultimate one, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. <laughs> but that's also I fantastic. Mean, that's that's like, who else, who else would you get to play Donkey Kong? That's, 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 that's actually pretty good. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I watched the like the um, donkey reacting to this, and it just he just starts laughing more and more and more. And at the end, like Leah brings him a a little model of Donkey Kong, and he's like, "Smoke him up, Bowser." <laughs> yes, <laughs> typical joke that everyone has made. Yeah. <laughs> it's all going to be smoking bananas. Oh man! <laughs> I mean, he Banana literally bomb. is like smoke. He's so known for being like stoned of marijuana that 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 like he, he's like smoking it on live tv with like with with like conan o'brien and stuff like that <laughs> it's like completely part of this. <laughs> it's like who i don't know who's a more famous stoner apart from like snoop dogg and willie nelson cheech and tron <laughs> <laughs> but i can't see i don't like they say mario's going to talk a lot but surely doggy kong isn't going to talk that much no <laughs> but they've got cranky kong right oh well, yeah so, but I, well, the thing is that when they bring in these, fred armison when they mention all these other characters like doggy kong cranky kong and spike who is i, I believe from wrecking crew oh right yeah yeah so i think it's safe to assume that we're going for a bit of a like mario universe Mario-verse. thing where yeah. Just gonna, yeah, they're yeah, just going to yeah, jump yeah. around between all the different games that mario has been in at some point <laughs> Sure, sure. Okay, okay, place place bets now. We see a rabbit. <laughs> from from like Mario Cross Rabbit's Kingdom Man. That's possible. Because they are kind of minionists. They're minion-y, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> where is Birdo? <laughs> I mean that's I mean that's a question you should ask most of the time. Well, where is Mario Mario Waluigi? I mean yeah. I mean, maybe the, that's the what they is, mean by the Charles Martinet. Yeah, that's what everyone cameos. is assuming that is yeah. going to happen with Charles Martinet. Is he's still going to be doing probably Mario? Because yeah. they haven't. Yeah. Well, because we know nothing about what the plot is. We know nothing about what no, the actual story is. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, Wario, Wario, and Waluigi could just be like a bumbling, like trying to be bad, like following the adventure and just occasionally going. Wah! And it's like they could do minion style slapstick with them. Yeah, maybe. The trouble is that, like. It's really, it, it seems like this is just going to be hella safe and obvious, and like the story is going to be kind of. I mean, Bowser is going to kidnap Peach. They're not going to. That's just going to. They're not even going to twist that. I don't think. Probably. No, I probably Do you not. think. No, no I, not for not for a first not for a first movie, run, yeah. first run, yeah, I, maybe. But then, like, you fit you think that, but then you, that makes it even harder to imagine how all these voice actors are going to fit in. Like, the way that I first thought about it when I was thinking about how the fuck are they get... Well, like, it's worse with Chris Pratt. He's the one that stands out as being like, what the fuck? <laughs> the, other ones, <laughs> the other ones you can kind of see on some level. But, like, I was thinking, like, the obvious way would just be to have it be more like, you know... I don't know, Jumanji 2 or something, where they're just like, is their normal goddamn voices just coming out of the characters? <laughs> they've somehow been trapped into the Mario characters. Oh, wow. Uh, right, but that's yeah. not what they're going to do, no, obviously. No, that's, that's not <laughs> what... I mean, they might. What, they go, like, full-on Captain N or something with it all? Yeah, something. But they're not going to do that. It's, I mean, specifically, they've already kind of said that they're not going to... Like, Chris Pratt made a tweet about it where he's, he's like, like... I'm practicing the voice. Yeah, he's, yeah. he is doing a voice. Mm. It's not going to just yeah. be him talking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have to see this thing. I yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't seen the Sonic movie. Have you, have you, have you seen it? I've seen you the Sonic. Of course, I've seen the Sonic movie. Because we're right. <laughs> Sorry, uh, that's a stupid thing to. You didn't see it in the cinema, though, did you? Yes, I did. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Uh, that was the correct response. It's fine. Uh, anyway, I mean, I, I think that had more chance of being good than, than the Mario movie. I don't know. Well, I mean, it oh, is I, less generic. I no, well, it is less generic, yeah, but it's also more generic in the sense that they did the Hollywood cop out thing. Well, of like, like yeah, we're not going to yes. fully animate this; we're going to live oh, action it and save money, which they probably yeah, then did. Does, it, does it save money to be live action over animated? Yeah, it does. It's. Um, I suppose now we know with the Mario one, it'll be fully animated, right? I suppose, uh, apart from, well, unless it has a kind, yeah, of, unless it has uh, a real world crossover moment of some kind, like in. Um, uh, what do I think of SpongeBob SquarePants? <laughs> <laughs> right. appears. Probably yeah. not quite that much. <laughs> <laughs> yes, basically, you don't get your hopes up for this to be anything particularly interesting, apart from no. as a concept. I mean, like it's... to see it, to see how yeah. they manage manage it is the interesting part. The whole story and plot and whatever it'll is be, really unlikely yeah. to be interesting. It'll be an accolade yeah. to be a competent, directly licensed video game film. Yeah, right. That yeah, that, it's that in itself rare. is a success. I mean, and Sonic skates that line pretty closely. Like I don't like know, the I, best of the recent attempts. Yeah, I mean I don't know. You could you could argue that Alicia Vikander Tomb Raider film was acceptable. Um, it was okay, but Tomb Raider is a bit of an easier angle to yeah, come at. Absolutely, <laughs> you, you come at it from a sort of Indiana Jones approach. Yes, like obviously, except they sort of grittied it up to be a bit more like the Square Enix stuff, the more the more recent uh, Tomb Raiders. As you might expect. And everyone kind of assumed there'd be a sequel to that as well. Like, while well, we're talking about movie sequels, it's like, I, I I thought they would carry that on and that we'd by now have a Tomb Raider 2 film. I, I'd actually forgotten that they're making the, un, they'd made the Uncharted film and that the Tom Holland stars in it and he's already said it's shit oh, yeah. in an interview before it's even come out. Oh, wait, what? He, <laughs> really? <laughs> Yeah, because he's notorious, isn't he, for saying stupid things in interviews and not keeping secrets or stuff like that. <laughs> but he's in it. Surely his paycheck is related to how well it does. I know. I think they're pretty angry. Yeah. Oh, that's that's really funny. Tom Holland's the best. Um, <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh, then, and he's he's literally going out with Zendaya. So. Oh yeah. right. Okay. Props right. to him. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the um. Well, there's the you know. Don't forget that Uncharted, uh, no, not Uncharted, Last of Us is also getting an HBO show. I mean, again, that's not actually very difficult to Probably adapt <laughs> in not. any way. I mean, they just take they just go out of the Walking Dead playbook, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the generic zombie plot playbook. Yeah. yeah. I mean, most Sony properties probably not that tricky. <laughs> Although I'd really love the love to see them try God of War. <laughs> Yeah, but that doesn't have a plot. <laughs> that's, that's just fight scenes. Oh, I, I, I mean, know. it does have the, a plot. The, the, last, like... the last one had a decent enough plot. I mean, I, you know, given how much Sony is throwing Horizon's direction of late, probably see an adaptation of Zero Dawn or something. Mm. Video well, game adaptations you actually want to see. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think pretty much. I'd be okay res? with seeing... Make, like, somehow make a Res film, I dare you. Almost any Tim Schafer game I would be up for seeing the movie. Oh on, my god, can you imagine like, like how good a Psychonauts film would be? Psychonauts film, the Grim Fandango film, Full Throttle as a film, 
uh, freaking Day of the Tentacle as a film. I mean, you know, it could be done, but you might as well just play the game. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> when it comes to some of those, it's like, I'd th- no, I think I'd quite, quite like a film version of them, so I don't have to play the game. <laughs> Day of the Tentacle would be a bit like Bill and Ted, wouldn't it? Or, you yeah. Know, all the time travel and, um, yeah. They could actually do Day of the Tentacle. That would be I think weird. A, yeah, a hugely yeah. simplified uh, version yeah. of those. I mean, you could argue something like Abe's Odyssey could steer in that direction. Um, of maybe being made into films. Um, I mean, they tried with Ratchet and Clank. Right, yeah, yeah. It's funny that the graphics in the PS5 one are like, in some ways, better than the pretty. They're pretty close, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, props to Sony in a way for continuing to try. Yeah. Because Microsoft tried unsuccessfully to do Halo a few times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That never got off the ground, did it? No. That oh man, that that when that TV that was was it? I can't remember how it started. Was it like a Halo film at first, and then they tried making a proper TV show, and then that ended up splintering into the two little projects we ended up with, like the Ford Unto Dawn and right. Nightfall, I think, that were like lead-ins to. Uh, Halo 4 and 5. Um, we never really got the proper Halo thing. Because when they, f- they were first doing it, it was supposed to be Neil Blomkamp or whatever. Yeah. Who, who did, who did um, um, District 9. Uh, District, and, District and, 9, like, instead, didn't he? Like, he made District 9 after Halo fell through, I think. Uh, no, I want to say it was the other way around. I think District 9 oh, really? happened, then his name was brought up, and then that failed, and then he went and did... The other Chappie, South African yeah. robot film? Oh, I can't remember. Chappie. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. That makes sense. I think that's how was that it, it was going to be Weta Workshop, wasn't it? Like the museum. Oh, yeah. Like the, I mean, I think I think people. Weta might have actually been involved in Ford Unto Dawn. Yeah, they made the war, yeah. didn't they? Mm. Yeah. I think my friend Joe Pace was involved in that because he came from working with them before he uh, came to London. I think Weta might have been the ones behind... Was it Weta? Might have been them behind the whole diorama thing for Reach as well. Probably. Um, they seem to do a lot of like things that get count. Like they were going to make the Dam Busters movie remake with the script by Stephen Fry. Wait, and, really? Yeah, way back, and that got that got well stuck in development hell. Yeah, mm. but they had like full size Lancaster bomber replicas and stuff. Going wow! On. It never happened. <laughs> Remember, they had the classic problem of what to name the dog. <laughs> Poochie. Yeah. My planet needs me. Yeah. So if you talk about I mean, the rest of the Nintendo Direct. Video games. Yeah, yes. yeah. What else is going on? What happened? What other actual Nintendo news is there related to actual games rather than hypothetical movies? Hypothetical movies. Well, okay. We talked a little bit about The Last of Us. How do you fancy Kirby in The Last of Us? Actually, it's Kirby and the Forgotten Land, but Kirby and the Forgotten Land. It's like they're making they're making a three a three D Kirby game that's like actually three D. About time, and and not like Kirby's Air Ride, which I guess was actually yes, 3D. that is technically that is technically the answer if you were saying what is the first Kirby three D game. But, and yeah, not including the two point five D stuff they've done before already. Yes. Um, right. 
And it's um, Kirby is legend. Is that the idea? <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> it's like they're investigating this mysterious world, which has basically just ruined Earth. Well, right. but except not, because law spoilers for Kirby, if you played Kirby 64, Earth already exists in the Kirby universe, except it's frozen in there in that universe. Oh, so this like is nuclear Ford... winter or something on, <laughs> in Kirby's universe of layer Earth. So this is like a Thawed. It's thawed, basically. Well, maybe, or it's a different place. Hmm. They don't do a very good job. I mean, not that Kirby ever really has story, but they don't do a very... They don't, they don't make it particularly obvious that, like, Kirby happens on a lot of different planets a lot of the time. <laughs> you know, Kirby is from Popstar, and that's a specific place. And then, he, and then in Kirby 64, in particular, every level is a different planet that you go to. Wow, okay. <laughs> I did, did not know that. No. <laughs> But, you know, like I said, Kirby doesn't really... It's, it's never had a story intentionally. It has, like, you know, well, what Just you would things. call lore. Right. Like, stuff that you can pick up on if you're... if you. It doesn't care about it. Mm. It's just background. But now, you know, maybe this one will be the one to have some amount of story. Maybe. I mean, it's Except like... I don't know about that, because I feel like... I don't know. I reckon it will be sort of levelly. Yeah, maybe. I feel, Well, I feel like the, you know... It won't. Well, I mean, I suppose there is a there is a you know character that follows you around probably in a helper character kind of way that you see in a couple of the scenes. So sure. there could be an opportunity to actually have you know actual text, <laughs> like like because you know obviously Kirby doesn't speak. <laughs> wow. So you know maybe there'll be another character to be there to explain the world. Yeah, probably, probably a star. I mean, there's a lot of, like, round-edged stars in Kirby. <laughs> yes, there is. I feel they already used that in one of the other games. <laughs> I mean, this is this is Kirby Odyssey, right? Yeah. Like, but is it, it going to be Level Kirby Odyssey? Odyssey? Yeah. Are we going to have, like, like big open areas that you can mess around with, or is it going to be quite guided? And it's um, obviously an early view, but my immediate impression was... It's not going to be as good as Odyssey because it's like not, not, not I mean, not even just in terms of the gameplay. They didn't show a lot of what I would call particularly interesting gameplay. Um, you know, I guess the one thing was the spike ball. It was like, oh, do I get to be a Katamari? <laughs> like it was like probably not. Like um, uh, and it's uh, so I, I wasn't hugely impressed with that. But also, like they they you know the director was broadcasting sixty frames per second, and this was not sixty. Like you know, Mario Odyssey ran at a, a decent sixty, and it's like this looked a little bit. Like a chunky thirty, and it's like that could just be early trailer, but it's um it's not really a Nintendo style. It's like they they put things out, sort of target visuals when they put stuff out, which is a slight. I don't know. I assume this is being made by Hal Labs, like because Kirby, <laughs> right? Um, um, and you know they've shown they've got some chops for some decent performance. Smash Brothers, um. Yeah. I mean, I assume, like, I assume that they're going to, well, do it a lot like Kirby 64, where the trick is, like, because Kirby 64 is obviously very level based, mm. but the, the, like, getting through it isn't necessarily just the main goal. You have the, like, puzzles, which is about getting, you know, Kirby specific powers. But it's about getting the right power to the right location in that game specifically. Right. 
So you you'll have to like go to a different level to get a specific power, and then bring that level, oh, bring that no. power through the other level without pretty, losing it. That could be kind of awkward. Well, I mean, it could be, but it depends how they choose to do that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they could like bringing stuff from other levels into another level is always kind of irritating to me because it's yeah. like that requires quite a lot of planning and like a lot of play to get to the thing you know how to do but if it's, you have the thing but if it's more but, like just one big open world where you have to transport it from one place in that world to another place yeah i mean you could, you could make a puzzle apart. out of that you could make something fun out of that potentially yeah maybe but then i mean what i want to see is obviously the other thing that they should steal from Kirby 64 is combining powers because yeah, that was cool absolutely I mean that's the, it, that seems like one of those features that yeah they've never really revisited it have they but also like it's one of those things where it feels like it's kind of hard to go back from because it is such a cool idea I mean like, they have anything with like a combination of stuff yes. right it's just like as soon as you do that it's just like this is this is so much better than what you had because <laughs> well, you it get like exponentially like, more yeah exactly it's much harder to develop clearly but and also like Mario has in Odyssey has the ability to take on powers yeah because mm. of the hat so Kirby has to go yeah so Kirby has to one up Mario there by combining powers you would because otherwise it's too similar to Odyssey right yeah I mean, and it's not like we haven't had Kirby games recently, right? They've, they've yeah, actually done I mean, quite a bit of late. They're all the traditional Kirby games. Yeah. But I think the last one did have some elements of combining powers because it was like you could generate, you could have the little AI, your AI or players as the secondary characters that would follow you around. And like, if you had the sword power and you also had the flame ally, you could apply the flame to oh, the sword. Oh, it's just that weird sort of semi-free-to-play thing. No, that's no. the fighting one. Oh, that's the fighting one. <laughs> but yeah, they have used, they have sort of used the combining powers, except it's more in like teammates, team attacks almost. But if we're just going back to just Kirby by himself, <laughs> although that's some, sort of what people are worried about. Like, what about two-player? Because everyone likes playing Kirby in multiplayer. Really? Well, yeah. Because okay. it's kind of that sort of simple game that you can play with various people. What, like New Super Mario Bros. kind of? <laughs> mm, yeah, I suppose. But that's not going to work in an open world, really. No, that stuff always seems to be tricky. I mean, I guess you could argue the closest to succeeding there is um, 3D World. Hmm. Yeah. And even then, those are levels, right? But they're still kind of open and 3D-ish. But pretty linear levels, yeah. But then we haven't really seen like if this really does open up particularly. A lot of the areas seem to look like they were just sort of a path. Yeah, they're fairly closed, like within one screen, maybe. We have to see how it interconnects. That's the thing. If it mm. is paths, and then it or or an actual open world, how open could it possibly be? I'd be kind of okay with like a return to like the if if they went for like a Mario sixty four formula, right? And that there's multiple star courses mm. or multiple things you can do within the same level, and like picking a different like entry. Like changes the level a bit, and they do things that way. It's like a bit. Me was wondering about this. It's like is like the current open world design actually better than like Mario sixty four's pick a course and things are different depending on which one you pick, kind of thing. Right, because when you choose a different star, it has a different setup. Style. Yeah, things things change, and it's like yeah. is is that more or less interesting? I'm not sure. 
Um, or, or annoying, more to the point. <laughs> I guess yeah. it's more guided that way because you get a little clue. Yeah. That's a bit more guided, yeah. That's not the way things go these days. Is it? Mostly it's like completely open, right? Hmm. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to, to explore that concept again. Mario 128, so, make it happen. <laughs> yeah. At least they've decided not to... At least weirdly, I guess, they, it's like they've just given this Kirby game a name from the start. It's not yeah. just called Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I've clearly done before. Now, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. So that's that. Uh, Potential for fun. Yeah. Uh, who, who knows? I'm not really... Than I'm definitely not up on my <laughs> Kirby. It's like, I think I played through one of the parts of Kirby Superstar on the SNES and that might be it. Yeah. I've seen you play some I've played like, the Game Boy one. Yeah, I've, I've, I've watched yeah. Zach play some like early Kirby stuff, but What was the Game Boy one? Kirby. <laughs> yeah, it's just called Kirby, right? The original. Really? Yeah, right. And then it's like Kirby 2 colon something. <laughs> they all had titles like that. Mm. Kirby's Dreamland, that's what I had. Oh, right, um, yeah. Yeah. Is that the SNES one? That might be the first SNES one, yeah. Do, 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 do. Yeah, well, how, what's the remix of Green Green's going to be in this game? The ruined remix? No, they're just going to get the Mario Odyssey horns out. Get the horn section. All orchestral. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, just get the Smash Orchestra. Whoever they use for that. They're not busy right now. <laughs> uh,. I mean, we should mention that, like, last the last character for Smash is coming soon. Like, <laughs> but the, not in time for this podcast. Not, no, annoyingly. It's going to get announced Tuesday, apparently. And Octo- all the speculation. Yep. Valuigi! Easy win. <laughs> the final character. I haven't actually seen on YouTube much of the build-up speculation that there usually is. No. I guess it's because everyone's just kind of bummed that it's the last one, right? Maybe. And then we've got to wait another five or ten years for, like, another Smash. <laughs> Smash more ultimate. Actually, what, are we, what are they doing in terms of the naming from here? Like, they're not going to make another one at this point. I mean, not, yeah. until, not until we know another console. Well, sure. At least. Super Switch. Until that's a thing. Uh, they, okay. This, is, this next one was a slightly odd announcement um, given that Sony had already announced they were making Knights of the Old Republic remake that the original Knights of the Old Republic is coming to Switch. <laughs> yes, a port of the original. Yeah. Didn't the original already get ported to something else recently, though? Uh, I mean, it got... It's it, on it, iPad. It came I mean. to iPad a while back, yeah. I'm not sure that was what I'm thinking of, but yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, that's conv- probably more convenient to play it on a, on a Switch mobile than on, on iPad, to be <laughs> Yes, honest. probably. The controls are a bit weird on iPad. It's surprisingly... It's surprising how well they do work. <laughs> Uh, but they do work. But uh, yeah, I'd definitely rather play it with a actual gamepad. But that game is old, man. Mm. 2003. But you have a lot less time to wait for that, though, than you do the, the remake, because it's out in November. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, it, it, they should sell it as a bundle. They should have done one and two. And yeah, it together. is a bit weird that, that they did more. That'd be better. When it comes to series like that, it is a little strange when they just do, yeah, we're just doing the first one. I mean, those games are quite different, which, but that's cool. Mm. I don't know. And the second one was famously kind of 
sort of unfinished. It was weird how fast they put out the second one because obviously they could, they got Obsidian to do it rather than yeah. Bioware. But like it literally came out like the next year. With and considering it's a big RPG, it's like mm, yeah, <laughs> amazing that they made it distinctive. <laughs> uh, obviously, they reused like eighty percent of the assets from the original game. Sure, but still. Yeah, but that was um that was Obsidian's bag, wasn't it, for a long time? It's like it's making yeah. the sequels really fast. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean New New Vegas, yeah. right, is the is the other quick one, right? That came out yeah, not exactly. long after Fallout Three. Uh, another example of a game that people some people like better than the mm. the uh, than Fallout Three, for example. Yeah. So anyway, we get we're getting that. Um Project Triangle Strategy has uh, dropped the project again. <laughs> Predictably. Yep, so uh, Octopath Traveler <laughs> was the last time that happened. So the same team are making this. Um, What's so, yeah, it called now? It's now called Triangle, Triangle Strategy. Strategy. <laughs> That's bad. It's not okay. a great name. Um, the grid isn't even triangle face. <laughs> that would have been. I mean, it's about three different moralities or whatever. But like, if the, if the actual grid had been triangle face, that would have been more logical. I mean, it was a slightly strange trailer, right? Because they were going on about it's like, here's what's changed since the demo. Well, that's what they did with they did and and every other well. game they've made recently. Yeah, but it's weird, like for people that haven't played the demo, to be like, here's what we changed. And well, it's like, well, I didn't know what well, that was a problem. But it seems like a lot of people forgot that they even did play the demo. <laughs> like the people who did play it. Forgot that they played it <laughs> oh yeah that thing i mean it's it's definitely got the look right it's it's got that like hd 2d that they call yes. it the you know the octopath look and now that you can rotate um, the camera it looks even more like Final Fantasy Tactics. yeah i mean that's no bad thing no. right the tactics is a great game um march 4th and they gave that a date please enjoy uh we got yet another trailer for Metroid Dread. Um I say yet another, it's not it's not as bad as Deathloop. Right, it's also not really a new trailer, it's more just like bits spliced from all the other trailers. Kinda. They did show a bit more like they had which is frustrating for me because I kind of want it to be one of those like the whole point of Metroid is the atmosphere and the unknown. And it's like I think they showed I think they're showing too much. And they were kind of aware of it as well because they also said, "We've got more to show if you want. Like, yeah. You can go, you can go really, you can go right digging on our blog, and you can learn all about this game." And it's like, "No, <laughs> don't do that. If you're going to play Metroid, you want to go in pretty blind." I mean, I think I'll be. I think by the, I suspect by the time I get round to playing this, I'll probably will have forgotten everything anyway. <laughs> I'm yeah, the feeling I'm, I'm going to be playing it immediately. I mean, I, in fairness, I'm getting there. Like my, my, <laughs> my brain has definitely lost a few things in the last week and a half. Um, but no, I'm intentionally trying to switch off from that thing. Um, just, yeah, don't overdo it. Don't overdo it. That's, that's the trick. And I've not got a lot else on this year, Nintendo, but calm down. <laughs> cool your jets. Tell us anything about Metroid Prime 4 instead. Yeah, please. <laughs> tell us anything. I'll take anything. Um, I think we got the... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this next bit. Switch Online hasn't exactly been a... Um, I mean, it's cheap, but I wouldn't say you get a lot for your money from Switch Online. Right? Yeah. So you get, you get access to that NES library. You get access to that SNES library. You get Tetris 99. Um which, you know, might be worth the cost of entry for at least a 
a little while. Um, and you know they've had they've had other ninety nine games come and go. Mario, you can't play Mario thirty five anymore. That came and went. Uh, but I think Pac Man ninety nine still about. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's, it's it, and obviously you get online play and the terrible cloud yeah. save system, which doesn't really work. You you needed that for Splatoon. Too, yeah, you need that for Splatoon at the time. Uh, yeah, so it's never seemed like a, a particularly great service. So the fact that they're sliding in what they call the Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack um, as a, a more expensive version, um, and all we and don't all, know how much more. We don't know how much right? more. No, they have not announced any pricing details. Um, and all that, I mean, that, that's slapping in an N sixty four library and unexpectedly a sega genesis library um mm. into the mix as well but it's like i don't hmm, i don't know if i'd like those i, I still don't sure i agree with like nez and switch uh, sorry nez and snes and n64 and genesis being tied up behind a subscription wall it's yeah I prefer they're, they're not meant to be approach. that though are they really they're meant to be a bonus to your subscription yeah <laughs> you're not meant to be buying the subscription to but, get but what those. else do you but what else do you get with this add-on subscription? That's it. Nothing else, right? That is it. Well, you, and the ability to buy the controllers. Uh, well, yeah, true. Because like they, wow. they, they at least fought ahead about scalpers. We're like, if we restrict these, so only actual people who are... <laughs> can use it, get them. I mean, that that in in fairness to them, that's pretty sensible. Like, yes. Um, although there's some controversy about that as well. Okay, one like nobody really wants an N64 controller apparently even though it's like that's kind of the way you have to play N64 games yeah. even yeah. even if you're emulating them are they, are they you need a Z you need a Z yeah are they, are they any good those those the new I mean we don't, I mean the know. the current theory is is that they've probably had to have done some work to how the stick functions like so it can't right, be like yeah. mechanically identical because those things those things didn't age well those original no, analog sticks well, that's why you need a new one yeah <laughs> But it's like they can't just replace it with a modern analog stick because it wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be the same, no. So, well, the theory is, is that they've modernised the parts, but it is still odd. Um, mm. It will be different in some way. Like it might have this, like underneath it all, it might still have the same sort of mechanism. And but... just imagine a Genesis controller where the buttons aren't really sucking loose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can. That's, that's my that's that's my Genesis controller. I like. Is this I... going to include Sonic Three and, and Knuckles? Or... Well, I don't think they said that was in the list, not at launch anyway. Um, they showed Sonic, Sonic 1, didn't they? they that was, it. Sonic that was the only Sonic. Yeah. Um, Sonic CD? <laughs> no. no. Um, <laughs> not on the Genesis. <laughs> only if you get the CD add-on. Yeah. Buy another <laughs> level of subscription. <laughs> yeah, another one pound a month for, 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 the, for the Sega Genesis what, Mega what, CD. What, what do I need to pay to get the 64DD version of F-Zero? <laughs> Like, because you're not going to. What was it called? The Mega CD in in America, Genesis CD. That's a terrible name. I think it was just called the Sega Sega CD. CD, I think Sega CD. Okay, yeah, Mega CD is way cooler. Mega CD and Mega CD two for the Sega Genesis two. Yeah, and the Mega Drive two. Mega Drive two. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't sit sit right with so me. nintendo should just just come out and offer something like rare replay right they just go like here buy a package yeah, and get them all the, yeah so if, if this has got ocarina right but is that is this the ocarina it's the original ocarina it's the, it's it'll be like the original the MS, no it's definitely not the 3ds okay. remake it is very much okay. the original i don't think it's even the slightly tweaked gamecube 
like version of Ocarina. Really? Okay. I think it is just straight it's up like a fully then, emulated N64. I mean, yeah, Nintendo have just yeah. got they've got a history of like just running emulators, right? Like, like people yeah, figured out yeah. what they were using for the NES and SNES emulation. Yeah, but they um, did a good job with those those SNES Mini, right? NES good, Mini, good enough. Yeah, nothing, nothing to complain about. And see, N sixty four emulation is a weird one because if they are doing an emulation route, like the there are more accurate N sixty four emulators now, but historically, like N sixty four emulation has been. Uh, they got they got good enough working very quickly with N sixty four stuff, but then they kind of left it alone for ages. Like accuracy mm. wasn't a big thing, mm. and it's like um, I don't actually know how they're doing it for Rare Replay because Rare Replay obviously has a few N sixty four games on it, and it's like I don't quite know what they're doing there. But that was that was accurate enough, so I assume Nintendo are going to take the same approach to what Rare Replay did. Um, and in the Mario 3D All Stars or whatever, the Mario 64 presumably was emulated, was it? Mario, uh, ooh, I don't, yeah, I guess it was, yeah, but maybe with some hacks. Yeah. To... Or it could have been, well, I doubt it, but it could have been based on the 3DS version or maybe. On DS version. Yeah. Not even 3DS. <laughs> yeah, just DS. Well, I don't, yeah, because that's the thing. That's because there's no way to play that Ocarina of Time update, you know, that non on a non mobile, no, you know, on a TV. You, you need that, so. you need that DS version. Um, yeah, and there's no way to play it on telly. Um, mm. that's the only time they've ever, well, I guess they don't do many remakes in general, Nintendo, but it's the, that's the masters, yeah. Well, they did the Wind Waker Wii Master. Wii Master. Wii Master. <laughs> Wii I mean, it was on the Wii. Yeah. <laughs> it was on the Wii U. Yeah. yeah. That, they've got to release that at some point. And they've just done the Skyward Sword for, for Switch. So they'll Didn't win, the, eventually. I thought Wind Waker HD. I thought they did get a Switch release. No, Maybe it it's hasn't not on yet. Switch. Otherwise, yeah. I'd, I'd get it, I think. Huh. Yeah. That, I mean, sure oh, Twilight Princess. Did that come to Switch? Was that the one that mm. got released on Switch? Or did that only come out on Wii U as well? Because they did, they did an HD version of that as well. That might be Switch. Switch. Yeah. But that looks doesn't look very good, like re upresed. Because <laughs> I don't know, it just doesn't scale nicely. <laughs> it something you know? about something about the divering, you think, that is a kind of yeah. essential to its look. Or... It's the land of bloom. Yeah, land All of bloom. bloom. Yeah. yeah. Um. I guess the other thing I was going to say is like Jap- the Japanese version of this, they get the six button Genesis pad, not the three button version. Mm. Controversial. But what if they never, what if none of those games supports it? <laughs> or the other way around? I mean, what if there is a game that needs six buttons? Yeah, that will probably limit what comes out on, on the platform. Problems. Uh, yeah, so let's let's move on. Uh, there's only two more things to mention. We've got Splatoon three. We got a bit more of a a look at that. Um, if for the people who had managed to stop laughing by this point, because the <laughs> movie announcement happened yeah, immediately before it was this. Just after, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, good to see some more Splatoon. Um, I've got these weird um, little boxes they now fly around in and start the match in. It's like, what's that about? Um, well, but it looks like. 
I'm guessing it's giving you some amount of con- control over spawn location. Maybe. Because they, yeah. like, they don't all, they fly out at like quite diverse angles mm. when you see them launch at the start of the match. Maybe you get, so a, maybe bit of, there's some amount maybe you get like, a bit of a launch at the start, like yeah, a free launch. Or like maybe some kind of anti spawn camping thing. Oh, where maybe. Like it yeah. lets you spawn a bit differently rather than everyone always appearing in the same place. Wouldn't that be weird? Yeah. If you, if like that's actually part of the turf war mechanic now that you can sort of, the, the spawn is actually, it's it, it, a move part of the level in some way because they there's one moment in that trailer where they show what looks like a super jump but it looks like you're activate activating activating it from on the battlefield right so like maybe there's some kind of ability to you know summon the box essentially like back camp or whatever back camp oh right so a jump point yeah, because I, I guess that was Splatoon 2's one of Splatoon 2's problem is that like not the the jump mechanic kind of became a bit sidelined because you didn't have the Wii U's always on map. Yeah, it's and, like you could switch to I it, mean, and it you was, could use it, and it was easy enough. And it was always but, like not great anyway because you know you'd have to jump directly into a bunch of enemies. <laughs> Generally, yeah. I, I I definitely didn't use it, but the, the, basically I got the, it, no one used it as much in two as it felt like it was being used in the first. Yeah. So maybe they've looked at that and thought maybe we can do something about that. Um, uh, and they showed a few, a couple more specials. We didn't get to see any more standard weaponry, I don't think, or anything well, fancy in that um, front. I mean, unless the, I think the crab tank might just be a standard weapon. Yeah, really? like, I don't think that's a special. It didn't look because it looked like they were, used, they were using it of all the time. Of course, that's a special. I don't think so. I think that might be a, some kind of standard referee now, or is it something that's just on the map? Well, yeah, maybe like a, a claimable up. thing. Yeah, it didn't have any like indication because normally the specials you get some kind of like glow or whatever, or like some indication that it's like running out or on a timer or like. Mm. But it doesn't have that. It just looked like normal, normal inkling but riding a tank. Yeah. We got some. Um, uh, the the other thing they showed is but is kind of the theme on where the storyline is going, to which it's like I don't know. I'm immediately like a little bit skeptical because it's like I don't want any mammals in my damn universe. But what about Mr. Grizz? Mr. Grizz. It was Mr. Grizz. Oh right, we still don't, we don't know what he is. Do we? Like he's the, he's just a bear statue. Well, the thing is, like that when they added that last, the last of the salmon run levels the the rocket launch or rocket landing site mm. the project aurora or whatever it is yeah that's like there's lore in that level i think you can even see it where it's implying that that rocket specifically was carrying grizzly bears <laughs> right like it was part of the save the save the save nature save thing nature, yeah save nature through this whatever the hell happened in the splatoon universe mm. they launched them into space which is also what you know they're showing the rocket launch site at the end of the splatoon 3 trailer as well yeah so presumably it's going to go into that slightly more but if that's where the mammals are they're all in space and they're going to come back <laughs> yeah because there's there's fairy octopus now yeah, that's the that's the thing. It's like, oh, Very is it going to be real mammals or is it going to be Octolings faking mammals? <laughs> Probably a bit of that. But there was like a, as um, uh, 
as we said, I watched um, the yeah, friend code episode on this, and as they, as they were talking about, there's, a, there's a, just a Captain Caveman at the end of this, like just a, this ball of fluff with arms and eyes. Yes, it seems like some kind of weird, like trap device. Mm. Also, don't forget, you know, cats still exist. Well, yes, that, that's the that's that's and they picked up on that, didn't they? It's like in a world where the only mammals are two cats, except really, it's one cat and a clone. <laughs> yeah, Judd and Lil Judd. Yep. I mean, I'm just excited for Moss Platoon. It's been it's been a while, but it's uh, 2022. Unspecified when in 2022, but 2022, so next year. And we got a tiny little clue, a tiny little clue. There may be more salmonid action because it looks like you may have a pet salmonid. Well, they already showed that in the first announced yeah. trailer. But, yeah. but it's like we we don't know what I want to know what that mode is like now because that's one of the things that needed a lot more. Yeah, well, I don't know if they're going to bring that mode back, though. <laughs> like... They haven't shown anything. No. But, but that, yeah, that mode deserves to be expanded because it was decent. Yes. And perhaps they get rid of the crappy time limit. Well, I mean, the, or any of the UI, essentially UI elements of Splatoon that we always complain the about that needs fixing, then yes. Yeah, the, you would hope that they might, on the third attempt, have learned some more. The, the, yeah, the weird service restrictions of Splatoon, hopefully they get away from. Like, I still don't mind the map rotation, that's fine. But, um, yeah, the fact that you could only play the Salmon Run mode at certain times was kind of weird. Um, yeah. Hey, Splatoon 3, get hype. If if for nothing else, there's going to be a whole load of more soundtrack to, to get. I did That's see a, I did see a couple of places misreporting the whole Splatoon thing, saying like, "Oh, it's getting a story," and I'm like, "Have you not played the first two games?" It's like right, they, right, they, right. they had a whole DLC pack that was basically extra story for Splatoon two. Like they made a big deal of advertising that, and it was badass. And finally, see you, badass. Badass. <laughs> Platinum game showed up. Eventually. <laughs> At last. Fashionably late. Or unfashionably late. Unfashionably late. Was she un- is- it's it's Bayonetta 3. Bayonetta 3. With a nice little. As everyone seems to be pointing out, a nice little astral chain fake out there. So um, no one, no one could possibly have been fooled by that. <laughs> like, what, <laughs> what were you thinking? Uh, yeah, Bayonetta three. It's a game. It actually has been being made. Um, <laughs> it has been being made. Has it's true. Has been being being. being. Um, so there's a theory going around that basically, like, that platinum just got waylaid by things like they they something was going wrong in their other projects and that this this was the thing that got put on hold and nintendo were like that's cool just make sure you make it good and so that's why it's been so long and now we're finally seeing it um i don't know what else platinum was doing in the way like maybe something like around that wonderful 101 remake or something that that happened in the middle but that's the current theory that, that like Platinum took on some stuff and they took on two stuff and Nintendo were the ones that were happy to just be like, yeah, that's fine. Just just make sure we get it kind of thing. We conveniently never set a date and therefore we don't have to break this date. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I mean, Nintendo have got a bit of a reputation for this now. Like just being like, well, we're not going to give you any more money, but you can have as much time as you want. We don't mind. Well, that's good. 
Yeah. So it's good that it's still about. So impressions. It's like I don't know the. the uh, I'm not sure that was the best way to really reveal it. Like because that, I don't know that that setting was quite grey and grimy, and like this is all supposed to be like in-game graphics. Um, everything was in there, and it didn't. Well, I don't know. It didn't look great that scene. Like it did look kind of mank. And I'm sort of thinking back to like Bayonetta two and go that game was filled with color and was and was. Yeah, and was delicious to look at, and then we're getting now we're getting this cloudy gray city with a fake out military setting. <laughs> like, obviously, that's not gonna that's not a huge deal, but it's like even when they got to the gameplay parts and, and it definitely improved when it suddenly like oh sixty frames per frames per second we're back okay this is bare air well, let's, let's go it is anyway yeah then um, you got the last part of that trailer <laughs> yeah and it's like yeah let's go and a little bit a bit of me was thinking I don't know there's something off about the look here um as a huge bayonetta fan there's just something in mm. me that's just that was just like i'm not i'm not feeling this 100 percent. i'm still feeling it because it's bad because it's here <laughs> it's like i'm still hyped. <laughs> yeah i'm still hyped but i'm 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 a little bit tempered um so the thing they wanted to show us in clearly in this trailer was it's like hey we've got normal combat and i only show you a little bit of that and then they're much more keen on showing us hey we've now got kaiju combat <laughs> however that actually controls yeah, yeah. um and again other other outlets have been quick to point out they've hinted at doing this before because there was scenes in bayonetta 2 where you could be having a well it might be bayonetta 1 actually i can't remember where you're having a fight with some dude in the foreground and then there's like a kaiju battle happening in the, the background that is sort, right. sort of influenced by what you're doing sort of yeah yeah. Um, so it's like now they're just going full on. No, you're just you're just sort of controlling this this massive other thing, um, right? As, as something else to do, and it's like okay, great. Hit us with a hit us with a new feature. That's 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 a good way to actually suck us in, I guess. Um, there's but there's a lot of theories now of like okay, is this actually judging by her Bayonetta's appearance and things like that? It's like is this actually a prequel? Um, oh, there's okay. there's um, hints that. Um, that people are looking at that logo and how it splits apart. That perhaps actually this is like a split. There's a split personality thing between what Bayonetta became and her original Cereza personality, and that there's something funny about that. Um, I mean, the storyline in Bayonetta was already always nuts, but the, the one thing people are sort of moving away from is like they're not, they're not going to do time travel again. They did that. They did that in Bayonetta too. Please don't do time travel again. 2022. Undisclosed, some part of 2022. Who is the person at the end? But that, that was the most annoying part of that trailer, right? Because <laughs> they showed 2022 and then they cut it up. Like you're going to reveal something else. And everyone was just like, oh my gosh, is it coming out right now? And it's like, no, no, no. Just, <laughs> they just cut no, it out of the way just, just to have some, animation. some dude reveal. And it's like, is that the split personality? Is it a dude? It's like, is this theory even a theory? No one knows. A lot of people were like, oh, it's Dante. <laughs> They're doing a Devil May Cry cross. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How weird would that be? <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, Virgil just turns up. <laughs> but not Devil May Cry Virgil, DMC Virgil. Yeah, obviously. Just to make it even weirder. <laughs> hey, I'm hyped. It can't come soon enough. Except apparently it can. Yeah. I mean, uh, right. And that was it. That was, that was, that, that's my picks from uh, Nintendo Direct. 
Nintendo. Uh, in other news, only two other little things really to cover off here. Uh, Amazon's New World came out. They're, They're hella generically named MMO. Yeah, which used to be kind of like a little bit leaning into perhaps like the... Is it, why would you call it? Like the Frontiersman of America kind of vibe? Sure. Am I getting that sort yeah, of... It's like... It's that game that I played, Worm. Yeah, a little. <laughs> but perhaps a little more well, fantastical. Um, it's also like the number one game on Steam right now, so it's, it's, it seems to be doing well, um, unlike Amazon's other projects. <laughs> yes, but that, that for an MMO doesn't necessarily mean much. It could easily shut could, down yeah, after could, like two months. True, it could fall, it could fall off immediately. Um but the news around New World isn't so much that it's like doing well and that it's, you know, Amazon actually published a thing that might actually be good. It's um it's that people are reporting that this game burns graphics cards. Like oh. like so 30 3090s and 3080s like seem to be just abs- like physically crumbling under the weight of this thing. Smoke. Burn a nation. Ruined. Ruined. So, is this, so is this particular line of graphics cards? Yeah. So that's 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 the current theory is that actually it's not New World's fault in particular, um, but they are potentially using features of the most you know cut you know the thirty series of Nvidia GPUs, um, right? In a in a certain way that actually highlights flaws in certain manufacturers' cards. Excuse me for a second. <coughs> Ahem. I'm breathing too much of that GPU smoke. Um, yeah, so like that's uh, I think powered Power GPU is the outlet that, that reported this as their as their theory because this was apparently seen in the beta, like where people were having bricked cards during during the beta period of this. So the massive influx of players that has accompanied the launch has suddenly made this a big deal again because it's like yeah, it's happening again. This isn't necessarily new. Um, but there's just a lot of confusion out there. Like, like it seems like an awful lot of consumers think this is a bug with the game because it seems that New World is doing something that other games don't, which is fair enough, I suppose. That's what you'd immediately assume. Um, but as I said before, Power GPU seem to be suspecting this is actually just highlighting a manufacturing flaw. Mm. So maybe don't buy a 30 series GPU if you've if you're thinking about it right now if you can even find one to buy if you can find one yeah <laughs> mm. you might call the 80 uh yeah i did actually have a little look at um specking out some new pc gear recently and it's like um yeah as long as you don't look at graphics cards <laughs> prices don't seem too bad Right, like they weren't well, as bad. As they, weren't as, they weren't as bad as I was expecting. Because basically, what's happening is like my, my PC has a power supply problem right now. It will. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the risk of this podcast going weird, it's like my PC could die at any moment. Um, right, right, right. Although it tends to like die within like the first half an hour of you turning it on, and then it's fine forever. Um, still, I've got that problem. So I've ordered myself a new power supply. But while I was there, I couldn't help but have a little shifty at what at what building a new machine would be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, and I only, I haven't, I haven't planned on doing the graphics card. Apparently, like RAM hasn't really changed in the last five years, so mm-hmm. I can use my existing 
RAM, which is great, and probably run it at the speed it's supposed to run at. <laughs> rather than, right, 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 right. Um, and if I bought a decent motherboard and a decent Ryzen, because I'm probably going to flip to AMD. AMD um, yeah, seems to be the thing. I mean, it's, it came in. At, it came in at under nine hundred pounds for those. Oh, and an NVMe drive. Um, yeah, for for those for those four items that came in came How in at about nine hundred quid, and I'm like, you know what? That's not as much as I was expecting, given the chip shortage. It's like these these individual bits aren't aren't as inflated as I was expecting. How big a boot drive would you get? So that would be a terabyte uh, if I was terabyte. going for a, yeah. uh, an yeah, NVMe drive. Yeah, seems decent. Yeah, and you can get away with five hundred gig fairly easily, and I've yeah. got. I'm not short of hard disks at the moment. I've right, like, right, right. I've, I've got like six or seven in this PC right now. <laughs> I've, yeah. got, I've got a lot, um, um, but I just want some. I just want that. If I, if I was going to get like a, a a decently M2 capable motherboard and with Windows 11 on the corner, either or around the corner, not on the corner, um, yeah. either you know, I'd consider getting a getting a drive for it. Just wondering if you had a NAS that had all your storage, basically of movies and or whatever, whatever you store, mm-hmm. then like how much would be enough to not have any hard disk in your PC? Right, right? just get. Yeah, I mean it's it's weird in our case because it's like I've I've in in my case I'm a bit of a strange user, right? Because I do so much with this machine. I don't just play games. Yeah. I'm doing video work. I'm doing music work, and those those two things take up a ridiculous amount of space. Um, unless you're deleting as you go, which I do also do, but then keep, you know, we don't keep the master copies of things. Um, Mm. uh, Because it's just ridiculous to try and do that. Um, So I am using a lot of hard disk space, but, you know, like, I've got discs that I thought had died. Like the reason why I've got so many drives is there was a point where like, I thought two of my, uh, two of my ancient, ancient hard drives that have been in this thing for like, 10 or so years like and have moved from machine to machine it's like they were starting to get a bit dodgy so i bought two ssds to replace them um but those two two other drives are still fine (laughs) it's like they're still going (laughs) like they had their moment of weakness and are now okay um so i've just ended up with those and i'm using those as extra backup storage as well as my nas drive um which i use for the, the 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 final copies of videos and things like that that's where all that goes um so I've got plenty of storage, but it's not, it's, you know, SATA SSD speed is not NVMe's drive speed. So there. No, of course not. So there. The other thing that's bothering me, I don't know if you've come, a, I don't know, this is probably not an issue for anyone other than me, but like Windows 11, one of its requirements is you need now to have UEFI and Secure Boot turned on. Um Mm. And my system kind of doesn't right now, simply because, I, again, I've brought up my installs from, especially my music and video environment. Like that's that's old now. That's like an that's an ancient install of Windows that has come up from seven into ten, and will, and you know the, the hope would be to move it into eleven. But that's that's all yeah. pre secure boot, so none of those are installed UEFI or secure boot happy. And there are, there are ways of converting it, but it's like I may be reaching the point where, and I've put it off intentionally for years, I've probably reached the point where I need to start again. Yeah, um, at long last, yeah. Which is frustrating, because that's going to be a hell of a lake. Um, yeah, it's going to be annoying. But it might need to be done. Um, 
So yeah, having and I don't know whether to do the whole keep things separate for the gaming platform versus the production platform, which is what, how I've got it right now. My with, with my dual boot, like the fire, my gaming side has been is very clean. Actually, I've kept that very clean. Um, whereas ice, which is what I call my uh, production side, is a mess. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. It's yeah. just filled with software and filled with things um, from from. A decade or so of of cruft. Um, a Paintjob Pro in there, have you? Probably, yeah. <laughs> Version seven, S- six or seven, yeah. Probably still hanging <laughs> about. Um, uh, yeah, that's where my copy of Photoshop CS six is still running. Things like that. It's yeah. like because um, I ain't paying that CC cost. Get out. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm dreading it. I'm really dreading it. Doing the thorough cleanup. Like I used to be, you know, when I was a teenager, I used to be kind of excited about doing the, the full restart cleanup. But now it's like, no. Well, I, no I mean, for my, for my game side, it's fine. The bit I'm like, I'd love to keep ice as it is and just move it up to 11. Maybe even don't mm-hmm. move it up to 11, leave it on 10. But the secure boot thing is a problem because, right. like, like dual booting, I've had trouble getting UEFI and Legacy to live together in the past because i think the first windows 10 install i did on this thing was in uefi mode because it said like use the new stuff and i'm like yeah all right use the new yeah, stuff right, yeah. and then when i tried to dual boot it was like no that doesn't work i'm like Ugh, okay what do i do so i just pushed everything into legacy and it's been fine <laughs> um but yeah but if windows 11 requires secure boot and if i run into dual boot trouble i'm stuck hmm or leave ice on 10 forever, which I can only do for so long because I want to stay in that support window. Anyway, personal yeah. problems, personal PC Slightly issue, PC tricky. master race, more complicated than it needs to be sometimes. <laughs> yeah. All of that and can't get a graphics card anyway. So. Can't get a graphics card anyway. I don't, I don't, like, if you want like a 3080, I think it's like over a grand still. Yeah. And that's like the one you'd want, right? The 3080 non-TI is like the standard, like, you know, very powerful but not ridiculous one. Yeah. But that's the one that you can't get. Yeah. Uh, Although the jump to the 3090 is significant. <laughs> yeah, but the 3090 is like a, a joke, isn't it? It's, yeah. like a, it's basically a titan, isn't it? Also, I'm wondering if we're that far away. I mean, it doesn't, it, it feels... I don't, my concept of time is going, is, is a little bit right. off. Right, like, <laughs> how far are we, are we from the next one? Yeah, how far are we from the 40s? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Anywho, Ridiculous. the only other bit of news I had was that Netflix are buying Night School, um, who are the developers of Oxen Free and are currently working on Oxen Free Two, but are also the developers of the somewhat hated After Party. <laughs> I say somewhat hated; I hated it. Um, mm. But Oxen Free was but- good. But Netflix buying video game studios in general is a little bit That's strange. That's a weird one. Yeah, this is their first. To... This is their first studio purchase, unless they've got some right. in-house stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess the question here is not whether Netflix owns them or not. It's like, what is their delivery plan? Yeah. Like, are they somehow going to make this work over the app and your TV? Is it going to be cloud gaming? In which case, Night School might be a a sensible pick because their games aren't, well, you know, nar- narratively driven, not really responsiveness mm. driven. So maybe it's like, like in- interactive storytelling 
through the Netflix app somehow. Right. Try to expand on that Bandersnatch, whatever. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Hmm. Who knows? I suppose that's kind of intriguing. We don't know anything, so I guess we don't know. I mean, unless they saw what Game Pass is doing and it's all like, no, we want to be the Netflix of games. We're Netflix. (laughs) Well, exactly. But Microsoft have got a console, and they also have the operating <laughs> yeah. system of most PCs. <laughs> yeah, they're going to uh, struggle. So in a slightly better position. I mean, it? unless that's the thing, yeah. unless your Netflix subscription does grant you access to a little bit to like how Game Pass does, you just download these things on PC. It's like, yeah. uh, or maybe mobile, if the game can run on mobile. Like, maybe it just opens up avenues for that. Although I would Apple, have Apple might have a problem of, with that. <laughs> I don't know. A, a fully cloud streaming like Stadia type thing would be the more obvious one for Netflix, but like Google couldn't make Stadia a success, or well, at least not fully. No, that was because of their ridiculous. Although everyone everyone kind of agrees, it's like okay, Stadia the tech the streaming tech is pretty good now, but it's still not perfect. So number one, yeah, yeah. all that aside, Stadia's pricing model is universally reviled, right? right? Whereas it's, Netflix, they would just include it in Netflix, put it put it on your subscription. Yeah, yeah, or maybe it's like a slightly different tier of subscription, just like yeah, the yeah. HD version. Yeah, pay a bit. Maybe more if you've you got Netflix Premiere or whatever it's called, the 4K yeah. tier, you just get this. Or yeah, uh, and that would work, right? Potentially, I you know I might even consider using that. To be fair, if I'm already paying for it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you already get it, yeah. what's the what's the what's yeah. the deal? Exactly. Which then casts a little shadow over what? Okay, your move, Amazon. <laughs> yeah, what, what you're doing with Prime? Do you care? They probably don't care right now. They're just trying to get <laughs> games off the ground, like any game. Yeah. yeah. And that's news. Not quite. Oh, the surprise interjection! <laughs> Speaking of things that Apple probably doesn't like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, and and another thing as well. But it's it's time for. Vaguely remembered legal news section because I'm real bad at remembering the specifics of these specific kinds of stories. Yes, we are. Yes, but uh, so the the Blizzard Activision thing is still going on. Right, there yeah. hasn't been much else to report about that. They've settled one part of it, <laughs> which okay, <laughs> one like one of the like it's a class sub laws. Is it? Uh, I, I presume. I don't know if that one because it's California, right? Is the Oh, it's the state of California. State, yeah, state that, California that versus that, that, that bit's still going on. Mm. But they settled a different bit with like some other government branch or something. And it was a really like, you know, piercing tiny fine like, or whatever. Fine. Like right. twenty million, which is basically zero. I mean <laughs> I mean it's not nothing, but in blizzard terms yeah, exactly. it's kinda kinda low. It's basically yeah. zero. So there's that. Um uh, but the, on the Apple front, first the Apple versus Epic thing. I thought we Sort of vaguely, is there new news on that? Well, we sort of mentioned it last it's time. It's basically done. That's mm. done, that's over, yeah. And, well, to summarise it real badly, one, is, right? yeah, to summarise <laughs> it real badly is that Apple won everything apart from one specific thing, which is maybe the thing that they le- like, like the least, which yeah. is basically they can't, you're not allowed to have a, a store built into Apple's system, but you're not. Apple isn't allowed to stop you from telling people that you have a that different store. They can store. do it elsewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah, it's kind. Of, it's because I think we may have this may be corrections column actually because I think I may have mentioned it and got that a little wrong mm. on our last podcast. Um, I I thought that it had swayed more 
as in you could allow other payment platforms on, but maybe not. Like, no. I don't know how I feel about this ruling because it is kind of... Well, the the second part of that story is like it doesn't really matter what you care about that because it's not it's not it's going into appeals. So yeah. <laughs> basically, wait another several many could years. Could all change, and also because of appeals, Fortnite isn't going to be able to get back on the on the Apple Store for however long these appeals take. Yeah. So Apple is basically just being like, "Fuck you, Evan. You think you've won, but you haven't because <laughs> we're going to continue to <laughs> stop well, you from putting Fortnite yeah, we, on we, here, we, even if you wanted to." Yeah. And then the last. I bit. mean, there's there's an argument to be made. Like, if Fortnite don't have their own payment processor, and can Apple still block it? It's like, despite everything, if they if Fortnite just were like, right, well, fine, because- this is how it's played out. We're just going to take our payment provider out of this and tell you and tell you to go to Epic.com and pay for it there. Well, I think maybe that, at a discount. I don't think um, it, at this point it's because it's tied up into the legal thing. They just can't do anything. No, right. no, no, no. Not, like, not until appeals end. But like, if it came to that and everything was over, like say everything was over and Apple still blocked it, there'd probably be some other <laughs> case to like think, Apple, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, you can't do that. The, the one thing that might be kind of weird about basically you're allowed to tell people to go to your store instead of doing it inside Apple is the like. Presumably, the contracts, the other the contracts surrounding this whole thing, would still require price parity on alternate storefronts, right? You wouldn't be able to say, "I don't know." Oh, you can come yeah. to our store, and it's cheaper. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if there's any clause there that would stop them. Because presumably, that that must already exist. Because there surely are games on uh, on Apple that already have alternate storefronts, that just not in this one specific, very legal way that. You can't have it inside the Apple ecosystem, but like as a parallel. Right, yeah. If you buy it through our system, it can't be more expensive than an alternative. I would assume that must already exist, but maybe. Maybe, yeah. I mean, it's, it's something that could easily be written into their terms and conditions and is probably legally perfectly allowed. Yeah, it's just that in this one, now that with this one specific bit of legal option where you are allowed to say to go to another store... You have to assume the price parity must be a thing, or otherwise it'd be really weird. Mm. But it does make sense for like. So does this mean now? Because wasn't it like you download the Netflix app and it's like sign in, but it can't tell you go to Netflix.com and sign up for Netflix, right? Pretty much, um, yeah. You but could, but could, now it can presumably tell you to go to Netflix.com. And yeah, because I don't out. know how apps like that work. Like if you had to. Presumably, Netflix and people like that just wouldn't let you buy through the iPhone, but maybe they would because, like, if you bought the subscription to Netflix through the phone, Apple take their cut, right, of the whole but subscription. Think, and it's but like they didn't do that, so I think right. it was just like super confusing. If you, yeah, like, so, so, so they're not even allowed to say, yeah, go. They weren't allowed to say to go and say go to Netflix and pay for it there. Um, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, so, so this this makes. I mean, now they can do that. <laughs> yeah. Which makes sense, right? Totally, yeah. The, the, and it, like, the knock-on from this is like, hey, Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, you guys don't need to worry. You can keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> yes. um, uh, the, although the funny thing that sort of came out relatively recently is like Microsoft were talking about Windows 11's App Store and how it's had like a total overhaul, supposedly. Um, Unfortunately, not backporting that to Windows 10. Apparently, <laughs> like it's just it's in 11. But they, they, Microsoft actually came out and said, "And if you want to use your own payment provider, that's fine. We don't care. We just want your apps on Windows." Yeah. 
Like they specifically went out, kind of went out of their way to say that. And then the last bit of news, which is another thing that Apple is not going to be a fan of. Apparently, the European Union have declared that any portable electronic device has to charge through USB-C. Oh, you're not allowed to have proprietary cables for charging ports any longer. That's oh, that's a weird ruling. Yeah, I mean, who well, knows it, how 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 enforceable it is or how much it will stick. One. But that's, I mean, it will. It will. But it what will if a work. successor comes along? What if you make a connector that's well, better? Well, then they'll update their law. Yeah. I mean, it's just like USB-C is the one they've chosen for now. No, I, I sort of, I kind of think this sucks. Actually, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. Like, don't get me wrong. Standards make sense, and like having a device that has USB-C on it is probably helpful. <laughs> like, because you're more, I guess you're more likely to come across someone else with a compatible thing to charge your thing. Yes, that is like, kind of the point. That that uh, I, I, I kind of like that. There. But it, like, what if, as I said, like, what if a phone comes up with something better? Like, what if Lightning is better? Like, I don't know the stats well enough to make that call. Um, like, Apple should be within their. I I I think Apple should be within their rights to use it. It's like I don't like it because I don't like Apple stuff and well, I don't I mean, like proprietary I mean, stuff. You might- but- you could get into a situation where you can just have both, have two ports. Oh, that, I mean, that's even weirder, right? <laughs> I mean, you could have different standards of... Because, right, USB Type-A connector can do USB 1 and USB 2 and different standards, right, through the mm. same connector, right? And this would be the same. It's like the standard is the connector, right? USB yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can... You, then all compatible. that's going to happen is we'll just end up with adapters. Like adapter in well, the box. Like you need to be able to charge this over USB C. Well, that's fine, but we've like put an adapter in the box so you I can know, change guess... our proprietary to USB C. Yeah, but then why would well, you keep the proprietary though? In that case, it might be smaller. Like, yeah, I don't but know, what if someone because Lightning is tiny? Yeah, right? but if you're using an adapter and you're and the device doesn't have any port apart from USB C, there's no point in having the adapter. And the, or what if, <laughs> you, what if you, you know, what if everything moves to Qi charging? Like, what if you someone puts out a device that doesn't charge with a wire? Well, then they're probably exempt. If it's, it's, yeah. I think it's only saying if you're using a wire to plug into this device and it's a portable device, it has to be a USB-C wire. Yeah, because a bit of me was yeah. was thinking about this. It's like, well, okay, what about my watch? My watch charges wirelessly, and that's the only way to charge it. And that's it's... yeah, that's fine. I, I I think it's about time they've been talking. The problem was they they would talk about this years ago, and it would have been like micro USB or something, and that would have been bad. But I think USB-C like. USB-C is better, that, but micro... That's the standard. And, and even Apple are moving towards... If you buy an iPad right now, it's USB-C. I say USB-C is better. The USB-C port on my Samsung S8 is garbage. Like, it always has been garbage. Cables don't fit properly. <laughs> it's supposed to be to reduce like, e-waste. e-waste or yep. whatever. You know, what yeah. and, the thing, and the Apple are already, like, saving money. Like, they got... Um, a typical like Apple, they got um, the chip ripped out of them for doing this because they've taken the charger out of the box. Uh, oh so no, they've no done a Nintendo. Get, <laughs> you no longer get a charger with your iPhone, and then like every all their Android rivals were like that stupid and advertised that they did, and now they've changed. Obviously, so they no longer. So no, now if you get a high end smartphone, it doesn't come with a charger anymore uh, across the board, pretty much. Yeah for like environmental reasons i.e saving money <laughs> and also i'm kind of yeah but that one i'm not entirely against like okay it doesn't make sense in nintendo's case where they didn't ship it with the bloody ds because the ds has a proprietary goddamn connector <laughs> yes like that sucked um yeah that's but stupid. um uh i don't know phones have got to the point where everyone must have a 
thing that you plug into the wall and has a USB A socket on them, right? And you plug a USB C cable, A to C yeah, cable in, and what, you're good. That's and what you it's want. Like, yeah, so I don't. I don't and you can charge I've got, a switch with that. Yeah, <laughs> you can charge your iPad with that. I mean, charge, yeah, yeah. If they and, and if you need one, you buy one. Like I don't have a problem with that. Like USB A socket chargers have got to the point where that's acceptable. Um, I can actually to a charge point, my right because switch. there are variations in that, right? Because it's like the charger you used to get with an iPad was not the same as the charger that came with the iPhone well, for a it's while. It's the power. It's the exactly, wattage, yeah. Right? As long as you have a high enough wattage and there's a decent power supply, it will, it will, it will, um, you know, it will work with a lower. So, for example, the very high wattage, I think it's up to like 95 watt USB C power supply for my MacBook Pro mm. charges the switch totally fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, because there has <laughs> to be a handshake to be to enable yeah. the higher power. Um, yeah. Which, which is fine, but it's like, yeah, that like. The the risk is is that people only have the low power ones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like trickle charge. You can barely charge an iPad with a with I an mean, iPhone. Charger. My old my old iPad three doesn't charge over USB anyway. You plug it into a you plug it into a laptop, and unless the iPad's turned off, it doesn't gain any power. <laughs> right? Yeah, because <laughs> the batteries on the three were terrible. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, yeah, I I think it's broadly broadly good, and 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 like. I think Apple saw it coming, for example, so they'll, they'll be getting rid of Lightning. But sure. they haven't. They've just launched a new iPhone and it's still got Lightning. But next time, <laughs> yeah, 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 they snuck yeah. it in. I mean, they've been they've been doing it with the iPads. So I don't know. Uh, I, I just want to. I guess I just want to know what happens if someone comes up with something better. Like, what's the play? Like, can you just not do yeah. it? Can you not just make a phone <laughs> like anymore? Or do you have to? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's that element of stifling. It feels like it's a little bit stifling of progress. Um, potentially, yeah. I do think it's heading towards no, no hot, no, no sockets at all. I think I, right? I think I yeah. generally disagree with the EU on technology more than I agree. Like yeah, I, I like stuffy and yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm generally quite pro EU, but like the on on tech, it's they tend to get things a little wrong. Like I hate those volume limit warnings that are in EU regulation, so yeah. you can't turn a volume up past some like absurdly quiet point <laughs> to my ear anyway which probably means i've got hearing damage um, but no i'm the same i hate that warning it's so annoying because it, it like it resets it to below that warning if your phone turns off because i have my phone to reset to reboot every now and then um and then i'll get in the car and it'll be like why is this so quiet and it's like oh it's because it's like set the volume to below the damn limit for some reason so i have to go through a little are you sure you want to do this? Yes. Yes, I'm damn sure. I do this every time. Please go away forever. And cookie laws. Grr. The cookie classic. Anyway, we're running very long and we haven't started talking about games yet. Are we running long? We're not running. Well, I mean, yes, like, technically we are. We're but not running long yet, but in we terms will of be. me not having the game section, then yes. We will be. <laughs> well, you better uh, start talking about games then. What have you been playing, uh, Zeg? Well, luckily, not that much. <laughs> so I can get through this pretty quick. Um, I played more of. Well, I played the classic Dusperg. 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 Yep. yep. Dyson Sphere Program and Deep Rock Galactic. Yep. <laughs> Played both of those. Um, Dyson Sphere Program has just introduced achievements. Hey. So now you can get a, a lot of way more achievements than Factorio, but on average, easier. <laughs> right. Although there are a couple of like 
these are a bit ridiculous. I mean, obviously the speedrun achievements is like the thing about those in 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 Dyson Sphere program is I'm not as well experienced in like you know how to get through that game quickly or what the numbers are like. Like it says in like the far the there's the slightly slower version where it's like 25 hours and then the fast version which is like what 10 hours hmm. and i'm like i you know i don't know how long that actually is right <laughs> i've never tried to do it fast i guess to see if it how possible that might be or even what what like it says complete the game and like the last technology in the tech tree is complete the game so you have to get to there and I, I don't think there's anything in that. Well, there's like maybe one or two technologies in that tech tree that are optional, hmm. but I still think you'd probably have to do it all. Right. Yeah. I, but I don't think you'd have to actually make a Dyson sphere. I think you could get away with just solar sails. <laughs> so it's like you do kind of avoid one of the major parts of that <laughs> whole game, I guess. You mean its name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. There's those, but then then there's like. There's all the regular sort of progress achievements. There's a couple of like slightly weird ones. There's the there's the basically AFK achievement where it's just like fly to a different star before you've unlocked warp drive. Oh god. <laughs> Which luckily doesn't take that long if okay. it's if it's like I've like the nearest star to my starter planet in this new save file was only like three light years. Which obviously it's not actually real light years. <laughs> it's it's all it's just fake light years, it's all scaled. So but... compressed, yeah. Traveling at like two thousand meters a second, it only took like an hour both ways. So it's semi AFK. Just watch a couple of videos while it's trundling you around. Yeah, because <laughs> you don't even have you know. There's no once you've started going in the right direction, you don't have to worry about it. It's space. <laughs> you can watch Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon in that time. So I got that got that done. But yeah, and then there's all. There's a few other like weird achievements where it's just like do things that you really have no reason to do, like like eject a bunch of titanium while you're in orbit to to be like oh it's you know destroying the planet but we with like orbital strike except not really because it doesn't do that but it's it's referencing that idea <laughs> titanium rods as you do and then a couple of where it's like run out of fuel while you're in space and get stranded. <laughs> Okay. But you can do that and do that like I I think that that achievement actually has a sort of a bypass for it, which is like I I went up into space, emptied my fuel chamber where your fuel gets burned. Oh I see, it counted that as being out. Well of no, and then I ran down the actual charge bar, but it also detects whether you have fuel in your inventory. Mm. But what it doesn't detect is if the fuel in your inventory is currently on your cursor. So you can just pick the fuel oh. up out of your inventory on, into your cursor, and then see. the achievement pops, and then you just put it in your fuel way. <laughs> <laughs> so I got that. Got that done. Not that it's that bad, like, theoretically, in providing... The trouble with it is, like, you... If you're not very experienced in the way flying works in that game, and, like, the way the fuel is used to turn you and the slight effects of gravity and orbital mechanics, you can get yourself like flying in a completely ridiculous direction and then run out of fuel. It takes ages to counteract that. Mm. But if you sort of know what you're doing, you can probably quite easily set it up to just be like, I'll just launch myself on a direct line to this other planet and then it won't matter if I run out of fuel because I'll just crash into that planet anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's good enough. 
And then there's other ones where it's just like run out of fuel and fall into the ocean, run out of fuel on a gas giant and then suck up some of the hydrogen to refuel yourself. A lot of running out of fuel. Yeah, well, I mean, there's only so many different things you could do in this game, I guess. I mean, there's a lot of failure, st- achievements for failure, effectively. Yeah, I mean, sort of failure. There's like build, build wind turbines on a planet without atmosphere. <laughs> I mean, Psychonauts 2 had a couple of those, so it's like have an achievement for failing. And I'm like, I hadn't failed. No, well, yeah. I got, I got through that entire game without popping these failure achievements. Well, I mean, like, those, the, the, those kind of failure achievements are the worst when it's like fail several times and you just don't. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I got through the game without dying a hundred times. I got through the game. So without- now I have to suicide a bunch at the end just to get this achievement yeah i got through psychonauts without dying and there's a uh, there's an achievement for running out of health and using the health restoration like emergency health thing and right. it's like well, i'm gonna have to just set this up um. <laughs> so yeah there's a good hundred achievements in dice Sphere program and they haven't even the in the most recent blog post for i believe an upcoming show in china maybe or it might be one of the japanese ones they're doing a you know they're going to a convention or whatever to show off their shit but they they're starting to talk about adding combat which has always oh, always been in the works in theory but mm. that's going to severely change that game mm. <laughs> because you know there's no combat at the moment there's no friends i mean you're on your like on your mech info panel it tells you how much health you have but <laughs> obviously there's no way to lose the health at the moment is it save the galaxy from the nomads <laughs> potentially i'm just wondering how it's even going to work because you know the way that game works and the way a lot of games of this nature work is like it only really loads the part that you're at everything else is just simulated it's not actually running it's doing the sort of statistical statistical calculation Mm. but yeah so i'm not sure how enemy attacks are going to work or like what kind of defensive buildings are you even going to have how is this going to function Hmm. A big red light that says a thing is happening here. I mean, hopefully it won't be like planetary annihilation, where the, where the only way to defend yourself is just to fill the sky with air, aircraft because the enemy can come from anywhere. Because hmm. that would suck. <laughs> well, a bit like, like, could they do the Euphoria thing where you've just got things in orbit around stuff? I'm imagining it's probably going to be more in the factorio style of like there'll be aliens on certain planets all right De- deal with the local th- local threats yeah not, clear them out not galactic rather than, threats rather than i mean there might be some space things but it would be just it would just be really annoying to be like every planet has to have basically aa guns or whatever i mean a bit like that that section of spore yeah so there's that um and then Dirk, I mean, Dirk. I got back into that brief a little bit more this last couple of weeks, and Rob played we've, it we've, we've well. played around. We're getting to my promotion, finally. Yeah, finally. We've maybe got one more mission to go until Rob finally promotes. Yeah, because we think it balls up the last one, right? Well, we, it was we weird. weren't quite sure. Yeah, It's because we we're, 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 I was playing a fresh character to play along with Rob, so we're in sync, essentially. Mm. But for some reason, my, my promotion mission on that character seemed to only have four steps, and Rob's looked well, like my, it had four but now has five well, for some reason i think it had well no it, it has four and it still lists it as four but i think the mission it listed as the fourth one changed right like i don't quite know what happened like we, we went we went and I did the one that selected was, it yeah like, i selected the, and it completed my one which would, should have been the same and then my one ended up being something else <laughs> it's like how did that happen like, but, we, but weirdly like 
I only vaguely remembered the time when I promoted my original character, but I thought that it actually was like longer because it does one of each mission type. Right, yeah. So I thought it was five. I, I mean, don't know the, how many the intro is one of each type. Oh, yeah, 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 the intro one as well does that. But yeah, I don't know. So we still didn't manage to get Ross. Yeah, <laughs> don't quite understand what happened there. Unless it legitimately did just pick different things for our like both our characters weird. last last mission and they were the same for the other ones we just didn't notice. Yeah. Maybe. But I could have sworn it was the same. Yeah, I I <laughs> thought I selected your one specifically because yeah. it does tell you on that menu who's a ch- a who's who needs to do what mission it yeah. is. So yeah. We've we've nearly got Rob's promotion and Big Update's not far away. Well yeah, yeah apparently the second half <laughs> which was this modding update that's just been and gone but now the actual weapon update yeah still wait, still waiting for something to in, like i did have a quick look through the the mod list and like i'm still waiting for something really interesting to come out because yeah. the one they advertised the whole thing where it was like the swarm multiplier and they put like so you could make like ridiculous numbers of crit- critters like yeah. fill the things and it's like that sounds cool but you also need a balance to go with that to make it so everything like dies in one hit and then that could be hella fun mm, maybe and then I also started playing one of the other characters. I've started playing the driller that I'd never played before. Because I was like, I've probably played enough Gunner now that I've promoted him like four times or whatever. <laughs> Got him up to silver. It's like, let's go and try the driller for a while. And that's like, because I, I was saying about a, a while ago how like the Gunner zipline is so useful, especially in single player. Sure, yeah. <laughs> to actually be able to do that. Just and, to get anywhere. Yeah. And I was wondering about how, uh, how the other classes would even work in solo. Like the engineer's platform is obviously fine. Scout, I mean, it's okay. It's still pretty awkward. Yeah, scout grapple is like great, but like the scout maybe not as a combat class by itself. Mm, yeah, and then the driller is like where well, you have the drills, but like drilling tunnels is not the best way to maneuver around these caves exactly. But I've been playing it, and it's like, yeah, okay, I'm, I can see how this does this does work well enough by itself. You just have to sort of you cut your own paths all the time yeah you have to like when there's like there was one cave that i did recently where it's like you have the entrance and exit of the cave and there's just like a canyon in the middle yeah. and it's like well that's annoying because <laughs> if i want to go down into the bottom of the canyon i have to dig a tunnel down but i also have to dig a tunnel around the edge to go between the two sides it's just like this is a lot of <laughs> drill fuel I've never, I've never actually run out of drill fuel though so mm. it's not been a problem i really. imagine it would have to be pretty generous but uh the much that character viable. The much bigger problem with soloing the driller is you start with the flamethrower, which really doesn't do that much damage and runs out of fuel super fast. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Is that you? So you desperately need to upgrade that to make it viable? Or? Yeah, the upgrades do or help. Do want, is it like is the alt weapon like? Well, I mean, I've just got to the alt weapon. It is it is quite a lot better hmm. for for that. Well, for solo especially because it's like instead of a flamethrower, you get the freeze cannon where you just ice things instead, hmm. which is obviously super good because you can just prevent enemies from hitting you. Obviously, you just go shoot and they all get frozen, and then your robot friend just shoots them all and they just explode. <laughs> it's like well, that's way better than the flamethrower. Hmm. Screw damage over time, just freeze everything. But the only trouble with the freeze cannon is, of course, it doesn't really, it doesn't really freeze big enemies as well. Like you can get the Praetorians to freeze after you've dumped like a shit ton of ammo at them. Mm. And the thing is, like by that point, they've almost taken enough damage from just the cold damage that they're almost right, dead right. anyway. It's not, not not really worth it. <laughs> so yeah, the, the freeze cannon definitely is more useful for soloing, I guess. Yeah. Unless you happen to be in the glacier maps, in which case maybe not the freeze cannon, maybe bring the flamethrower to that one. Is there like local elemental 
effects like that. Well, you or... get the frost Praetorians in the ice caverns. Like, yeah, I guess. So they, they are resistant to frost. Hmm. The regular enemies aren't, weirdly. Like, the regular bugs, right. in, even in the glacier map, are still <laughs> equally weak to ice. Hmm. And another thing that was kind of cool about that is, like, if you bring the flamethrower to the ice map, it, it actually melts the ice if you fire it at walls. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so yeah. you could theoretically, like, dig a tunnel using just the flamethrower if you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which is kind of cool, but not it's kind of unhelpful when you're, like... You're just like making potholes everywhere, basically, when you're fighting because <laughs> you're melting the floor. <laughs> How do you feel about? I mean, Deep Rock is one of those games that, for me, fits in the Left 4 Dead, yeah, co-op experience category, yeah. Um, but with a bit more procedural going on. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about like like I've heard a few places talking about like the Left 4 Dead game is the next big trend, right? Are we getting there? Because like, of all those ones, that was the last year. Yes. Yeah, Back for Blood and what is it, that vampire yeah. game? Um, well, yeah, there's two vampire games, isn't there? They're doing both. They're doing a Battle Royale and a Left 4 Dead sort of thing, I think. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. The, oh, there was that. Yeah, there was that. Uh, there's another one on the tip of my tongue that, that was announced, and I can't remember it. Um, but yeah, like, it seems to be getting back to Left 4 Dead co op experiences. Seems to, oh, there was that alien one. And, right, G- and yeah. GTFO, yeah, it's like with it's current trend. It's not the battle royale. It's the <laughs> well. I mean, we we everyone did more battle royale. <laughs> yeah, it's done. Except not quite. People are still trying to do it. Don't think that Hyperscape did very well. Mm. That Ubisoft one. Don't hear anything about that since it launched. No. But yeah, that's pretty much Doug. Derg. Got back into that slowly, and then oh, I, the Tom Clancy one. That's oh the right, other one. yeah, <laughs> Contagion. And then the last thing that I played more of was just some more option not included. Continuing that map that I was working on, I've been that map has reached the point where I've got to the space missions again, where it's doing. I you know it's that point in that game where you launch the space mission and then you have to wait like fifteen cycles for it to come back. Right. So you're not really doing much unless you can invent other projects to work on while you're waiting for the space missions to come back. So I've been thinking about whether I, well, whether I'm even going to continue at this point or whether I'm just done again. Right. Yeah. I've been thinking until, about until there's more updates. Well, I mean, I've been looking at the DLC, the progress they've been making on that, and mm. see, think, wondering whether it's about time I got into that because oh, is the DLC also early access? Then? Yeah, basically. Mm. Except. I mean, it's not really. I don't. I don't know how they how they marketed it, marketed it exactly because you know, I don't think you can put a DLC into early access on Steam. I think it just has to be oh, a DLC. It's, it's just out, but it's just work in progress. Yeah. yeah, interesting. But yeah, I've been keeping an eye on the updates on that to see whether it's getting to the point where like at least most of the content might be finished, and mm. I think it's pretty close. Maybe they sell it as like an expansion pass or something, and it's like, oh, you can see what this is like until it comes out. Because the thing about the main thing about the DLC that is significantly different from the base game is it completely changes the space travel phase. You know, mm. no longer having these like twenty day missions where you're just sending a rocket out and just waiting. Now, because in the DLC, the maps are much smaller, so you start with a much smaller area, so you get into the space bit earlier, mm. so there's like cheaper versions of the rocket technology, right, so right. you can do it faster. And then the idea is you're actually meant to travel to the different planets and get the different resources, because each of the individual planets is more specialised. Right, 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 yeah. So it actually 
It's kind of fixes and, the whole problem of the end game of the space phase. Sure, and the space stuff is more active. You actually have to be involved with it. Yeah, it's actually weirdly active in some ways. Mm. It's almost awkward where, you, like, when you build the rocket, you build the actual like rocket segments, and you like have different engines for different fuels. But you actually have to go into the command capsule and like design the inside of the command capsule to like basically allow the pilot to survive <laughs> so you have to like have wow. a little refrigerator or whatever in a bed and you have to fit it into this like very constrained <laughs> box so the oxygen not included bit is now actually for the flight as well as just yeah. living on the asteroid because in the base game when you shove a dude to fly the rocket they basically just disappear and in, fa- <laughs> right. in fact, if you if you if you never extend the gantry when the rocket lands, you can just keep him in there forever. And they, they, <laughs> they just permanently fly the rocket somehow. Just assume it's stasis. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, I've been fiddling around with that map and wondering. The main thing I still think I might try on this map is seeing if I can set up a more automated rocket system. Because the one of the big problems of the of automating rockets well firstly there's it's like the automation setup for how rockets tri- automatically trigger launches can be a bit weird because like the the space scanner that, de- that detects when a rocket is incoming also detects when a rocket is launching so mm. like you have this weird problem of like a repeated signal essentially and then like the actual the rocket has an automation port that outputs a green signal when the checklist is complete which includes like fuel loading and that kind of stuff so that's maybe easy enough to trigger off that, but then you have to like you also have to trigger the fuel pumps to refuel it, and like if you're Crikey. if you're setting yourself up to so that the rocket fuels to a specific amount, there's now a slightly easier way to do that now because there's actually they from the DLC one of the backported items is a valve that you can set how much you want to go through it before it shuts off. Oh, okay. So you can actually precisely helpful. load rocket mm. fuel now, which is quite nice. And those can be automated, so it like auto- so it will reset the counter. reset back to the number you want it to be at. Yeah, so that's kind of nice. But yeah, I was wondering whether I could maybe set up a fully automated rocket system because the other thing you can the other thing that's I haven't really got into it ever in the rocketry of the base game is some of the planets have basically rocket fuel on them. <laughs> I mean, how handy! Obviously, all of them. I mean, there's several different choices for rocket fuel, but the, there's. Specifically, there's a planet that has liquid hydrogen on it, which is like the late game rocket fuel. I don't think there's one that has liquid oxygen, but there's ones that have solid oxygen, Hmm. which you can just quite easily just melt into liquid oxygen. So I was wondering whether I could maybe set up like two rockets that are fully automated, that that their only job is to just fly out and get hydrogen oxygen to constantly refuel themselves and all the other rockets. (laughs) I wonder if that would actually be possible. Hmm. Because the resources are technically infinite, from the space locations but they like regenerate over time i see yeah, yeah so you can only get so much rate rate limited rate limited yeah essentially so i was wondering whether that whether that would actually be like net positive especially on the hydrogen because the hydrogen is quite hard to come by because hmm. on this map i started off with like because i normally make oxygen via the electrolysis where it breaks it into oxygen and hydrogen so you just have hydrogen so through the whole progress of this map, I've just been storing the hydrogen. 
firstly like I, I built a I built a room that I was like yeah that's a big enough room clearly it really was not a big enough room because like by the time I'd actually got to launching a hydrogen rocket I'd like basically extended this room three times and it was like basically covering almost half the side of the map in just a huge room full of hydrogen <laughs> I was like well that's kind of ridiculous <laughs> but it burns through it real quick and also obviously once you condense it down to liquid hydrogen it takes up practically no space comparably like i had this gigantic i don't know like 200 tile room of, of hydrogen gas which is pressurized to 20 kilograms per tile you condense it down to liquid hydrogen and that can be a thousand kilograms per tile <laughs> so i was just like i had I have this tiny like five by four room that contains all of that hydrogen except now in liquid form <laughs> it's really kind of ridiculous but you can't condense hydrogen down to liquid until you've done space missions because you need supercoolant to actually be able to cool things down that far and you can only make supercoolant from resources from space so you have to do at least some missions using petroleum engines and mm. all that stuff so yeah being able to have liquid hydrogen as a thing you can just get from space seems like it might be kind quite, of nice quite convenient although admittedly you'll probably only be able to get like 2,000 kilograms per trip because I think you could probably only manage two rocket canisters, uh, two liquid storage canisters. Hmm. And I think those only do 1,000 kilograms each. How much does it, would it take to fly? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that distance probably only like five or 600 kilograms maybe. So hmm. it's not going to be massively profitable. No. Still more than enough to fuel itself plus probably one other rocket, hmm. I, would, I would estimate. It pays for its next flight. So yeah been fiddling around with that but yeah the dlc might be something that i may be more seriously looking into at this point i think it might be getting towards that time probably also you know because i've been playing it and i'm thinking about it and i'm and i'm at this space point where it's like well this kind of sucks but what if i went to the dlc where it's way better and completely mm. different and a new yeah, yeah, yeah. puzzle to solve <laughs> exactly which is what you what is what you're always after yep and i play some rocket league obviously i've been I mean, segue point, I guess. Yep. I've been like primarily diving into the extra modes and having a. In as, your, as in a, your short periods. In my short time time games. I'm a little behind on target for the season. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been having a very mixed experience with that at the moment. But I did come across the. Like, okay. The physics in Rocket League are normally pretty tight. Yeah. And there's the odd moments where you can be like, eh, that didn't seem quite right. This is the first time, I think, in the hundreds and hundreds of hours I've put into the game where there was a straight-up massive cocking glitch <laughs> and the ball... like we were, we were playing hoops. Right. And uh, the the defenders just sort of wedged it into the... They, they couldn't quite reach it in time and sort of like mushed it into the hoop. Oh, right, because the hoop hitbox is like actually kind of unusually small. Yeah, it pinged right through it, and just and and the ball went mad, like had a ridiculous amount of speed on it, and everyone like everyone in the chat just sort of stopped for a moment <laughs> and just typed in, "What the hell just happened?" Because <laughs> I don't I don't think anyone in that game had seen that before. And it's like I'd never seen that before. Like it was just it was nuts. Like it's the biggest. The physics in Rocket League are impressively good for an online game. Yeah, like they always have been, but like. For, yeah, I've never seen it glitch like that. It's... And like, I like normally most of the time, it even just like 
even that like act of pinching the ball against the solid surface that reacts in the way you'd expect most it's sort of, of just like a and then something you know goes somewhere but it like not through it like yeah. it goes in and the it, correct it, direction yeah it like, goes in the vaguely the direction you'd expect it to based say, on the I say correct yeah sometimes it's a bit random but that's the nature of that sort of collision but but i mean that to have that work at all in an online environment is still pretty impressive yeah absolutely absolutely yeah servers having to do a hell of a lot of work to keep everything in sync so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah plus i got many i'm in a lemon streak right now i mean i'm usually, i've got out of I, have, I have to admit i am usually the lemon but like no no of late i, I am not the lemon it's like when, when i'm leading everything basically <laughs> when i'm doing everything like i almost want like it's weird it's like i basically won a drop shot game on my own because the other guys just like that they you know went for aerials and ev- missed it every time which is normally my thing yeah <laughs> and it's yeah they, that's I'm, I'm on a bit of a lemon run at the moment which is which, you know just happens it's, yep. it's a thing so if you're if you're on a lemon run and you get squeezed into the corner does the <laughs> physics do what you'd expect <laughs> you some nice lemon juice <laughs> yeah normally yeah <laughs> although if I want to talk about physics problems, it's like drop shot is where a lot of them do come out normally because there can be times where the ball's like running along the floor and the floor is unbroken and it will like clip an edge of the no, right, of, of the hexagons, yeah. the hexagon floor, and will suddenly ping into the air. Mm, and that I, seems weird. I've seen that a few times now. It's it's not very frequent, but it can happen. Um, I guess they don't really expect the ball to ever be doing that. No, because <laughs> that's kind of the point of drop shot. That's the most annoying thing when you set up like like what you think is a beautiful like landing down onto the ball, and it just rolls casually, and you're like, "How did that not count?" <laughs> yeah. Rocket League. Shall I proceed? Yes. Rapidly. Psychonauts two. I have finished it. Um. I really finished it. I really finished it. Yeah, no, I th- I have hundred percented it. I did did the whole thing. Um, Shit. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, because the end. I, I would say like, like Psychonauts is one of those games where the end game isn't a huge amount of fun. Honestly, like once you've finished it and you've done the main thing, it's like what yeah. you've got. What you've got left is a kind of dull collectathon. Um, uh, but I still went and did it because I was so close. I nearly had everything, but there are certain things I don't think you can do until you've 100% finished the game it's like, I don't know the end game has makes some weird choices it's like the last power in the game you have to get to Psychonauts rank 102 and in order to get to 102 you need to get absolutely everything in that game you, ha- you need to have collected everything done every mission do everything and the power you get is unlimited power effectively none of your abilities have cooldowns oh. anymore <laughs> so it, but it's like I don't need this anymore because I finished the game. I finished absolutely everything you have to offer and you've given me a thing to do things with. It's like, yeah, you've not thought that through. Perhaps that should have been a few levels earlier. But they um, couldn't have given you any power that would have made sense there. Yeah. <laughs> the last the last power you get after finishing the game is just like, turn the game off. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, it could have been something like some cutscene or something. Well, yeah, it could have been some, a, non, a, a non-gameplay yeah. thing. Just put, throw a joke in there or something. Like, uh, yeah, so that was a bit a bit weak. Um, but yeah, I think it's like, like my, my opinions on it haven't really changed since last time. I think it's like incredibly well presented. I think it's... Um, uh, I think it definitely kicks up a notch towards the end, like in terms of like the presentation quality. I mean, the quality was good anyway, but like the last few segments, it's like they've cl- they clearly up it, and it looks um, 
yeah, the animation seems to improve somehow, and the uh, effect quality seems to improve, and uh, there are elements of creativity thrown in. Um, and basically, I had a blast. Like I, 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 I didn't want to play anything else. What really, while I was going through Psychonauts, it's 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 great. Um, I don't love it as much as the first game. Um, I don't think it hits quite the same level of weirdness as the first game. I don't think it ever quite gets there. Yeah. Um, there, there isn't a milkman equivalent. <laughs> like for me, there's nothing quite as odd and quite as entertaining yeah. as that. And obviously, we don't get the whole teeth. Te- oh, this is going to be hard to say. Teeth motif, like running f- suspicious or meat motif, wasn't it from the first game? That was like suspiciously running through every level. You don't really get that through line now. Um, so I think it's missing some details here and there. I do think every level is very uniquely creative, but I don't necessarily think each one is necessarily as creative from a gameplay standpoint as they are visually and setting wise. Um, I think like the settings are fantastic, but what you're actually doing in them doesn't necessarily vary enough. Um, mm. But I'm I'm kind of clutching here, like honestly, like there's a it's it's still great, but there's you know if I was if I was to pick holes, those would be the things. Um, uh, and uh, you know, again, picking holes narratively, I think they they do the problem where they introduce a lot of characters here, and so there's the interns at the start of the game. There's a whole set of psychics you meet, sort of like halfway towards the end, and then um, and then there's your own family who are in it and stuff like that. And there's the um, so they introduce a whole lot of characters, sideline most of the previous characters. Um, mm. And then they sort of also sideline the characters they were introducing at certain points in the story. So the interns you meet throughout the start, and then they kind of go away for the second half of the game and then sort of turn up at the end. So I'm not really feeling a particular like connection to anyone or anything massively. And the character I really wanted them to do more with, they didn't. Um, uh, so, so I was a little disappointed in that because um, it seemed like he likes like, oh, you might be the most interesting person here. Oh no, never mind. <laughs> like, we're, no. not fo- we're not going to focus on that at all. Um, but it's yeah, it's 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 generally still very good. I'm 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 picking holes where they most people wouldn't care. Honestly, it's just sort of out of out of I guess out of love from the first game and how neatly constructed that was. And I just there's where where yeah where where things aren't as good as that first game really stand out to me and it's um yeah that's that's just my perspective on it um but, but it, still, com- it comes from the right place yeah yeah it's like they couldn't quite live up to that first game in terms of that. Yeah. i mean polish wise probably it's, it's more modern oh absolutely yeah it runs it, i mean it always runs concept. great it all it, it always looks great yeah. they do yeah. some fun stuff with portals here and there which i wasn't expecting yeah. um there's some some neat little holes into <laughs> spaces that shouldn't be in places um there's one in particular that threw me actually like in toward in a level in an, in an, a level towards the end there was a particular turn and a particular bit of geometry that i didn't realize was a portal for ages and it's just like oh right yeah that, that can't exist in this space that's pretty clear right. um cool. uh yeah it's good it's good so that's that's, good. that's Pretty good. It's so good, good that it exists and it got made. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's can't quite match the original, it's still, still a, a very positive thing. Yeah. That these things exist. 
So yeah, we'll never see it again. Um, <laughs> so, no, exactly. uh, they, they are kind of a little bit final on some of the storyline elements as well. So it's um, yeah, uh, they they could very well make more. Um, it's not it's not like it's over over, but it's very neatly packaged um, this time. Um, so yeah, I moved kind of straight from that into Sable. Which um, came out? Oh, on, really? On Game Pass and for both PC and uh, Xbox. Um, so yeah, if I don't know if you, I've talked about this several times in the lead up to it. It's the, I would call it. I think they've described it as being French comic book inspired in terms of its look. So very solid colors and black ink lines kind of look to it. Sort of cell shady, mm. but sort of not at the same time. <coughs> excuse me um yeah and i played the demo of this earlier in the year and um yeah the look is very striking like it's it's um i think if you take a if you take a still of that game and look at it it's it's consistently pretty good looking or pre- at the very least very unique looking at kind of any moment um they do i mean there's some nice tricks going on with like there's a dynamic dynamic light system going on but like where where colors change like it's always like a harsh gradation and there's always like one of those black lines between it so shadow lines are always sort of like weirdly like woven in almost like it's it almost looks like a tapestry on screen at times like how the black lines have to like segregate the areas of color and things mm. like that so it's it's got a very unique look to it and seeing those like sometimes as they move across the ground they don't move particularly steadily but they kind of animate with like a sort of wibbly bezier curve kind of look rather than that more traditional harsh triangle fudged shadow look and it's like the whole like even where the engine kind of has its little limitations it's like the look gets it out of that which is nice Mm. um and i think they they back that up with a really interesting soundscape as well so that um some of the music is done by japanese breakfast um as we know they kind of did the she kind of performed the um theme tune for it um was it the last summer games for, or one of the last Jeff Keighley things anyway? Um, I like her. Yeah. yeah. And it's decent. And it's like, I think her work pervades this the kind of whole experience. Like the sound design is often kind of weird and ethereal and strange. And it fits that game pretty damn well. It's got a good, it's got a vibe going on. Cool. And like t- speaking of vibes, it, it, like the vibe is actually quite breath of the wild reminiscent, right? So they've, mm, mm. They've made a vast open world and made it somewhat aimless, intentionally aimless. Like once you've done the tutorial bit, which is the demo, you you get your main hover bike and you basically just said, here's the gate to the world, go. And that's kind of it. You're then free to kind of go wherever you want in this in this world and then see what people you meet and see what tasks you can pick up. Um, yeah. So it's... Uh, Go forth. Like the, the, I guess the main difference between Breath of the Wild is that it's not nearly as dense naturally, because this is right. Because Breath of the Wild is just full of stuff. <laughs> yeah, there's stuff everywhere. This gives that sense of like, oh, you actually kind of have to travel between places on your bike, and it can take a while just getting somewhere, mm. um, especially towards the start of the game and before you haven't got too many places discovered. You do you do get a fast travel system, so you can go back to places you already know um, pretty quickly, um, but without having to drive there because driving there would take forever. Um, but yeah, at first you're, you're just doing that. You're just meandering about, um, 
trying to hunt down plumes of smoke, I guess, because there's always a settlement where there's smoke. Find the smoke, find the people, find the jobs. Um, there's also no combat. So, like, the vibe is a little, like, is, there's none at all. There was none in the demo. And it's like, I thought, oh, maybe this is going to expand out into something else. It's like, no, it never does. There's no, there's no combat at all in this. It is just, uh, it's exploration vibes. Like, go, mm. I mean, it's got the Breath of the Wild stamina system for, like, climbing. So you can pretty much climb everything. Um, um, so, like, the, the, the game's core mechanics end up re- revolving around find place platform to the things that you find interesting in that place or that you need to do for someone's quest go somewhere else and that's the whole game uh so it's quite a relaxed experience um overall or at least it kind of would be if it wasn't plagued by a hell of a lot of bugs and performance issues god damn it It (laughs) why i know it's such a shame because i'm i'm into it and I'm quite enjoying it, but it's it is not polished. It's like when if you look on the Xbox dashboard and you see that optimized for Series X, Series S tag, and it's like the word optimized is <laughs> is loose. Right. Um, it runs like garbage. Like on a no. Series X, it runs terribly. Like like in the opening area, like it's kind of hitting sixty pretty regularly. With a, it, it's a little hitchy. But in some spots in the open world, you're you're going to hit sub thirty in places. Like it's going, the performance really tanks in spots. It's um, it's kind of nasty, and I don't know yeah, if that's, that's just because they because their graphic style is just pushing things too much because it's having to try and deal with too many black lines <laughs> how it's yeah, rendering maybe. them. So maybe the technique they're using isn't right for those areas. Um, but sometimes it seems to tank in indoor areas and it doesn't seem that like there's a lot going on there. So maybe their culling mechanism isn't good or for whatever reason, like it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't run good on a series X and that's, that's a problem. Like I, and I've heard these problems are actually, um, somewhat transferable to the PC, but obviously the PC has a little bit more leeway cause you've got graphic settings. And you can yeah, mess with things a bit, and or maybe not run it at 4K, which you don't really get a choice of on the Xbox. Um, so it's like that's that's a problem, but it's not a deal breaker. Um, where things do get slightly more problematic are that I've the, the mechanics just kind. Of, there's not that much in the way of mechanics, but sometimes they break. Like so, I've had periods of time where I've just been unable to talk to people. Like the text bubbles just stop appearing above people's heads. And usually that's temporary. Like it will last a few minutes and then it'll come back on its own. You can't get any kind of quests or anything. But yeah, exactly. (laughs) I can't do it. Like there are plenty of quests that involve talking to things or interacting with things. And it's like, if you can't do those, you're buggered. Um, I've had it so those same speech bubbles appear on plants and you don't interact with plants. They don't talk to you. Not, you're not suddenly just playing everything. <laughs> no, I can see the thoughts <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so that, that's kind of strange when like all the plants in this in this room suddenly start popping up with speech bubbles that I can't do anything with. Um, the audio gets stuck every now and then. So there's a particular there's a particular set of quest lines you can get to, and it always transitions into this bit of more percussive bit of music. <laughs> But that music never turns off once you've triggered it. So you could then go off into the world and have other bits of music start playing, but they'll start playing over the top of this other bit of percussive music. And the only way to solve that is to reboot the game. Um, yeah. It's a real Sounds shame. Annoying. Like, because yeah. 
otherwise I, the game would be pretty high up there i think in terms of just like having a nice time <laughs> you know it's yeah. like, it's 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 there may not be too much to it but it's 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 yeah. it's a it's kind a of... yeah it's a relaxing end of day thing to do yeah totally but not when you have to keep rebooting well, that, it. <laughs> yeah, and it seems to be getting worse yeah. the further I get into it. Um, is the other thing. So I don't know if it's like. Have you one heard of those, anything like, about if it's this version of the game or the Xbox Series X version or what's going on with it? Uh, I mean, I've tried looking this up, and like, and it, it does seem to be like the general review consensus is like, right. yeah, this this would be great if it wasn't for the bugs. Um, oh, annoying. Um, and like, yeah, I think most people have been playing it on an Xbox. Um, as far as I can tell, um, from the from the reviewers, so I don't quite know how it stacks up on PC. Um, particularly, maybe that's the place to try it. Um, but the problem is, it's like it's hard to tell. So if you started on PC on Game Pass, it's like you've really got to get out of that tutorial area and find somewhere complex to really mm. see if you're going to have these issues. Um, so you might have to get a ways into it before you know. So it's not something I'm re- probably willing to try at this point. I'm like maybe 10 hours in and it's like i'm not gonna play again i'm not gonna start i'm not gonna start again just to solve these issues um but then again some of them have been fun right so i've had like i went to speak to a guy about his goats once and i could hear the goats but they weren't there and then i went out into the open world and then (laughs) somewhere in the middle of this desert i just see these goats flying in the air and it's like are those the same goats (laughs) are these the ones that were missing from the ranch um so there's there's the occasional funny thing um Um, but generally, the the writing's pretty good as well, and the interactions, and the um, it goes for this really weird animation style, like where it's like, oh yeah, like it's not even like it's it's sort of evoking the whole like Spider Man, I animate on twos thing, right? The Into the Spider Verse thing, where oh, it's like yeah, you yeah, intentionally yeah. under animate, um, and that it is this is kind of that. It's like all the characters in the world intentionally under under animate, so they're a bit choppy. Um, which kind of looks fine in the run cycles, but some of the other interactions look really jank as a result. And some of the like cutscene cutaways don't quite work um, as a result. But it's an interesting style. It's interesting that, that what I can see what they're going for. I don't think they quite nail that part, but it's um, or maybe it's like supposed to evoke more of the like comic book freeze frames at times. You know, sort of like here are the poses they're supposed to be in, and there's nothing in between. Um, uh, but yeah, and sometimes that system breaks. To be honest, like some of the animations are pretty awkward, and some of the animations are like in cutscenes or moments where I've got a text bubble on screen will sort of loop, but not like a, a forward back loop. They'll loop from a starting point, get to an end point, and then go back to jump back to the start, and that animation will play again. Um, and I've seen that happen in the middle of cutscenes sometimes as well, where their animation seems to have played twice, <laughs> weirdly. So it's just mm. it's just lacking polish. It's it's like this game needs to it needs to be baked for like a, maybe a good few or months it's like it's not it's not there um core experience decent but yeah technically technically a bit of a mess hmm bit of a shame yeah kind of a shame uh I think its moment in the sun will be over by the time by the time they sort it out yeah mm. it's like it's i don't know if you can as an indie developer put something out without an early access tag like this and get away with it quite so easily 
I mean, it's on Game Pass. So I'm sure it would do, do well. And it's like, it, it is getting a fair amount of media attention for its look alone. Yeah. And for, and for its vibe. You know, and that is a good thing. Like the Game Pass can can like lift up things that you wouldn't, you know, pay money for exactly like, directly. Yeah, so I'm I'm sure it will do all right, but like it will be remembered, unfortunately, as being this uh, as having these problems. Um, mm. It's the cyberpunk problem, just not on the same scale. <laughs> not quite the same scale as cyberpunk, <laughs> but yeah. Oh, cyberpunk! What a shame. Um, yeah, so there's that. I'm sinking most of my time into that. I think I've got still a fair amount left to do on that. Um, uh, and I, I have just scratched the surface of Artful Escape, which uh, is a... I mean, I don't even know where to begin on how to describe this thing. This has been, like... It's basically a sci-fi rock opera kind of thing presented in a sort of 2D... 3D-ish look to it and it's the game starts off feeling like a like 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 a night school studio game weirdly like oh this is a bit like oxen free this is gonna like there's, mm. there's you're having conversations with people it's popping up very similar looking speech bubbles it's it's well voice acted the cast in this is bonkers by the way like like the psychonauts cast was pretty good the cast in artful escape oh boy they've got some names um most of which I can't remember really? right now, annoyingly. <laughs> but, <laughs> some but, names. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Those the, voice artists like, have some real names. But like Mark Strong's in it, for instance. I remember that one. Um, yeah, Jason right, Schwartzman's yeah. in it. Um, yeah. Mm. But those, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's got, I mean, even Gnome looked at that list as it was playing during the, during the um, like title sequence and it's just like, Oh really? They got them? Wow! <laughs> they've done. They've done well here. Mm. I mean, this is you know coming off the back of like twelve minutes recently, like having James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and Willem Dafoe. It's like games with good casts suddenly of late. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, the the voice acting in this is very very good. Um, the only thing I would really say, like, okay, yeah, it it, it goes from being a um, as you've, if you've seen any of the trailers, as like you tell, there's more to it than just being a walk around town, talk to people game. It goes mad with like neon guitars and wailing solos and bonkers sci-fi madness, like from seventies comic books happening in the background. And you're just taking part in all of it, but that's kind of all you're doing, right? This is the, this is my thing. It's like, it's less of a game and more an experience. Right, right, right. Which like, means I don't think it's very long. It's like, I'm only, I think I think I've only played it for like an hour and a bit, and I'm like a third of the way through it, <laughs> according to the chapter select. So it's like, don't expect this to be a long experience, but it is a. I'm finding it crazy enjoyable. It's it's cool. There there isn't like as I say, there's not much to do. You're just sort of going along with it, and it's but it's it's a ride, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm up for those kind of interactive experience type things. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not even averse to a walking simulator now and then. So absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, it's definitely into uh, um, Firewatch, the likes of that. So, so yeah, I'll finish that off and give you a a more thorough um, response to it next time. But um, cool, yeah. So far, good job, Beethoven and Dinosaur. Yeah, fantastic developer name, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> cool, and that'll do me. Yeah. Oh, are we getting towards the end here? <laughs> How are we doing? Damn right, I think we are. 
<laughs> My stomach is saying <laughs> it might be peach time. <laughs> As it always is. Time. Well, I played some more Breath of the Wild. I just did the uh, the Rito uh, Divine Beast, the Van Van Meadow or whatever. That one is short, man. Yeah, a little. That bit. one. I mean, there's some shrines longer than that one. I reckon. Which one's that? Sorry, the um, the bird. One. Oh right, yeah. yeah, that is a short one. Yeah, yeah. Do they have the same number of terminals each? Because that one is like, do one top of the wing and then the bottom of the wing and well, then the because, other wing and then you're done. <laughs> it's because the like the gimmick of that one is the least complex. Yeah, it's the most simple. It's I mean, tilting. it's cool because it's I mean, like well, I banking. suppose the water one yeah. technically is probably actually the simplest. Uh, well, yeah, but like knowing the way that the elephant's um, trunk has to go to to actually go to the yeah, thing, there was I think there was more. Kind of, I mean, that is because kind of trial and error. Though. Yeah, but Whereas, yeah, it's kind of the banking it's either on or off, like yeah. one way or the other. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that, I mean, that was didn't take long that one, uh, but yeah, it's cool. But yeah, it's just like there's so many like areas that are just like not part of the main. <laughs> I mean, there's one thing in it, like I finally went up to Akala or whatever, and there's the tech lab up there, obviously. But you could probably do, you could probably, I don't know, you don't even need to go up there. No, <laughs> there's basically nothing required in Akala. Yeah. I mean, most, um, most of the game you cannot do, right? Well, that's true. <laughs> I mean, you can skip, but, but yeah, it's cool. Uh, but yeah. What a game. Yeah, exactly. It's like full of stuff everywhere, <laughs> which is just is cool. I had that um, sort of thought process. I was watching um, an 8-bit music theory video that came out recently talking about the Ocarina and um, the limitations. Oh, I, that, I saw that too. Yeah, that was a great, great yeah. video, by the way. The props to 8-bit music yeah, theory. Really like, Because um, like, that was also like, you know, Koji Kondo is an absolute legend, obviously. And it's just like... Total genius, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I had that moment where it's just like, damn, man, Ocarina of Time. And I never oh, finished that one. Just, it's ridiculous. It's just, I can see how people are like, because I, I can sometimes on Reddit, I'm like, nah, man, Link to the Past is the best, or, or like Majora's Mask is the is cooler. I mean, they're all it's acceptable. Like, come on, man. I mean, I'll be like, I think they're all acceptable opinions. Like, they're all, yeah, they're absolutely. All, they're all wildly great games, but like, Come on, man. Ocarina. Come on. It's Ocarina. Come on. <laughs> Even if yeah. Twilight Princess was the first one I ever finished, and I do really like that one. Um, yeah. Actually, it might be the only one I've ever finished. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the the DS one, or is it Link to the Link Between Worlds? I finished oh, right. that one. Um, oh, yeah. Those might be the only two Zelda games I've ever finished. Twilight Princess and Link Between Worlds. Yeah. It's a weird okay. batch, right? Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, good. I mean, Link Between Worlds is good, right? They're both great. Yeah. I love, I love yeah. Twilight Princess. Yeah. I know it's probably not up there in like the grand scale of Zelda games, but... Yeah, it was. It seemed like the one that was... I mean, it's been said before, but it seemed like the one that was reacting to the fans wanting... wanting serious HD Zelda. Ocarina. Yeah. yeah, serious. Yeah, exactly. And, and not, not the kind of yeah inventiveness of Wind Waker. Hmm. Sure. I mean, I, I'm sure it can be seen by some as the step back Zelda, but it's like it's still a perfectly yeah. good one. I mean, Wind Waker was a very cool conceit of having the islands and stuff in the sea, but it still is like that works. But like, you want a big Hyrule. <laughs> you want Breath of the Wild. Like, obviously. Like, you know, they couldn't technically do that. 
uh, on the GameCube. So it kind of made sense mm. to have a giant flat sea with islands popping out of it. And they made that work really well. But, you know, you kind of want a big Hyrule. <laughs> they got there, though. Yeah, they got there. What was I doing? Oh, yeah, because as soon as you get the tech lab, it's like, okay, that, so that machine, if you want to get anything good like ancient armor, you have to feed it loads of ancient stuff. So it's like, how do I farm the stuff? I can't remember. Hmm. And going to the field where there was a giant battle long ago. Yeah, like, um, yeah. run around through all of those tons of wreckages and became yeah, one that's try. alive. <laughs> but like you need loads of you know there's like springs and things and you need gears loads of gears yeah, the <laughs> they ones. seem to be the most least common ones so that's why you have to go to that labyrinth behind the tech lab oh right yeah. right does that have yeah I and also there's loads of enemies right so there's also two guardians on the beach down from the tech lab as well at the bottom of the cliff oh yeah yeah because there's like an active one, <laughs> yeah. annoyingly. Yeah. Uh, not not a walking one, but an active turret one. Yeah, there's, the there's a there. turret on the way up, and then there's two walkers down on the beach. And then obviously, if you go to that labyrinth, there's that there's that stupid room. Like, you have the labyrinth on top, and then you just have the big open room at the bottom that's just full of guardians. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> but that's where you need the bloody armor. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah. I don't know. But it's, yeah. it's a large enough room that you can pick them off one at a time. That's the trick. Yeah. You use your stupid Hillian champion tunic so you can see the health bars so you know which ones are alive and then very right, carefully right, right, right. filter them out. Yeah, that's convenient. Yeah, that does work. I use that on the big field <laughs> to spot the one or two guys that are alive hmm. using the using the tunic. Yeah, I never that thought works. of that. I found one technique that I didn't know before, which is you can use cryonist to any like um like old the broken uh, guardians on water to flip them over and that gives you right, a bunch yeah. of stuff underneath oh That's really cool. yeah hmm. i mean there aren't loads of those that are next to water that you can do it on but the ones that you do you That's technically the way you could you can glitch the game and get infinite guardian parts oh or really you just keep doing it well it, there's one of those i think it's one on the well i think it's one right at the start of the great plateau where there's a guardian corpse that's on a puddle mm. and if you right. use cronus and it flips it over and it and the stuff comes out but if instead of using cronus you use some other weird physics jank to just like you have to just like lift it up slightly and then it gets to the point where it's where it, oh, the it stuff drops out but it stuff, continuously but it... spawns right. so you just got like a fountain of ancient parts just coming out <laughs> the bottom of this thing continuously <laughs> oh okay awesome oh, i didn't know about that one it's like There's probably up, quite a few put an rock or under there the or something because <laughs> there's i i saw a stupid technique for farming like the whole the dragon horn right where like you can like the the dragon that spawns in the lake in the bot in the in the jungle mm -hmm. yeah whatever there's like a little cave behind there open to exactly where it spawns and so if you put a fire there uh you sleep until morning that's exactly when it spawns then you you just you do float up on the fire um you know uh draft, draft yeah. uh yeah shoot for the um horn and then float down and just sleep until morning again over and over and they and the, and the horns that fall off they stay there they don't they don't disappear if yeah you, if you, oh. if you go through time so then you can just go and collect your giant pile of horns <laughs> is that that one's convenient because that's that's the only one where it will still spawn if you're right next to it because usually the dragons don't spawn if you're too close to the spawn point 
But weirdly, right, that okay. one that comes out of the lake at the top of the jungle, that just doesn't apply. So you can just camp right next to it. Right, so right, what, they don't appear the for one. that day if you're too near. Where yeah. They... Oh, interesting. I wonder if that caught yeah. me out a few times, because I'm sure I tried something like that. with the Yeah, but when I, even when I was doing that, like, dragon harvesting legitimately, like, when I was trying to get the... Yeah. When I was trying to do that lightning dragon, but I was doing it on Lake Hillier with the bridge where you could just like yeah, paraglide yeah, yeah. off the bridge to it's catch the same it. dragon same yeah. dragon yeah but yeah. when i was doing that i was like i like i was trying to use the campfire under the arch at the end of the bridge yeah and then like run along the bridge as it starts to spawn but if you if uh, with the timing on that one is like if you run if you start running too fast immediately after you spawn in the morning you can actually cancel its spawn by being too close huh. so you have to like just wait a couple of minutes after you've <laughs> loaded in <laughs> and then start running down the bridge I need to because the the actual dragon tutorial is at the top of the big mountain in the east, isn't yeah, it? Mm-hmm. The nice, nice one. And and now I've got the snow quill armor, but there's nothing really to prompt you to go up there apart from a few people talking about, oh, hey, the the Zelda's spring or whatever is up there. Yeah, and, it's another. And, went, and that yeah. bit of the map is like doesn't really have much apart from that. It's just like the yeah. one big spiraling mm. path that goes all the way up that mountain. And there's like a lionel at the base of the mountain, which is off-putting yeah. <laughs> at, at first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, the yeah. spiral itself is kind of the clue, though, right? <laughs> you just look at it and it's like, okay, well, well, that's you a can route. See the dragon, right? That's the one time where that dragon is always there. Oh, I can't remember. Does it like right. freeze the day or something? So it's not. No, I mean you can see it on top of the mountain. I think. Mm. Oh, I haven't. I haven't actually spotted it in my playthrough. It's not very visible because it's like curled up right at the top and like half overhanging where the shrine pool is. Mm. Yep. So, freaking tons to do in Zelda, <laughs> as always. Mm. Yeah, tons to revisit. I, 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 I may have ordered a copy of Age of Calamity. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, so, something pushed me over the edge this week, and I was like, I'm okay. having it. I'm having it. <laughs> so, hear more from Zach and I as we take that on. Okay. Enjoy your 25 frame per second fighting game. Oh, at yeah. least. I'm, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's going to run like garbage, but, <laughs> but we, we had so much fun with the demo, I kind of don't care. Yeah. Yeah. It looks cool. I mean, like, right. was, like the, the massive guardian in that demo just spawns in like five feet away from. If you get to like <laughs> more than ten feet away from it, it just despawns. Like you can't see it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, really, really. it's like it, it is ridiculous in spots, especially in co-op. Like that makes yeah. it that makes it much worse. But but yeah, I think I think we'll go through it in co-op first. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like clearly, yeah. <laughs> Okay, I think that's going to be a podcast. Uh, hey. Woohoo! <laughs> it's a me, Chris Pratt. Let's all do an audition for Mario. He's so cool. I'm Brooklyn Mario. <laughs> oh, you've lost it again. Yeah, I've lost it again. Hey. I'm Brooklyn Mario. Hey, I've got a little bit of crust in my throat. Hey, I'm walking here. Is that Brooklyn? No, that's it's Mama Louise. Manhattan, isn't it? Mama Louise. <laughs> <laughs> Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia. Pasta the pasta. <laughs> pasta the pasta. <laughs> pasta me the pasta. That's like, I don't know. Oh, man. I'm Bob Hoskins. <laughs> <laughs> this is Rob's amazing impression of Bob Hoskins. Saying that he is Bob Hoskins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Bob Hoskins.
<laughs> right, we got some videos on YouTube. Check out our YouTube channel. It's Happy Salad. Uh, we finally uh, finished Freelancer like, abruptly. The conclusion of Freelancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that game ends abruptly. Very, very exciting uh, ending. Yeah, check it, check it out. Um, and we'll have some more videos coming up for you soon. We do uh, indeed. There's two in the harbor. Yeah, we're so actually we sort those. of ahead because because we got sort of behind. <laughs> I don't quite know how that happened, but yeah, I've got two two I can make. Then there'll be another summer cast in a couple of weeks. So join us for that. Until then, good goodbye. We'll know the last Smash character by then. Yep. Ooh. Quite a lot. Waluigi. (laughs) Better be Waluigi. All right, Kay, thanks. Bye. (laughs) 